It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Lo and behold, just hours before airtime, Apple shipped new Macs. What? We have, uh, well, they announced them anyway. They're shipping them next week. We will have review units next week. New MacBooks, a new Mac Mini, a new Mac M2 Pro and Max. All coming up next on Mac Break Weekly. Once again, time for the Twit Audience Survey. The annual survey helps us understand you so we can make your listening experience even better. It only takes a couple of minutes, but it sure helps us out a lot. Completely optional, but if you could, please go to twit.tv slash survey 23. That's twit.tv slash survey 23. You have till the end of the month, but if you would do me a favor and do it today, I can stop mentioning it. Twit.tv slash survey 23. Thanks in advance. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 853, recorded Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. Mac OS, the maker. This episode of Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Eight Sleep. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer. And the pod cover, <laughs> that's the ultimate sleep machine. Go to 8sleep.com slash twit to check out the pod cover and save $150 at checkout. Eight Sleep currently ships within the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and select countries in the EU and Australia. And by Zip Recruiter. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with Zip Recruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash MacBreak. Thanks for listening to this show. As an ad-supported network, we are always looking for new partners with products and services that will benefit our qualified audience. Are you ready to grow your business? Reach out to advertise at twit.tv and launch your campaign now. It's time for Mac Break Weekly, coming to you from the beautiful Twit Studios, brought to you by IT Pro, now known as ACI Learning. Hello, everybody. Leo Laporte here and very excited. Let's welcome our panel so we can get right to the meat of the matter. Jason Snell is here, sixcolors.com. Hello, Jason. Hello, Leo. It's good to be here. And isn't it nice that Apple did something for us so that we can <laughs> we had stop to talking talk about. about Elon Musk yeah. for a little while and talk about Max, they gave us things. something to say. Hmm. Andy Anako, WJ Birch. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, hi there, there. I'm just want, I just want to let you know and everyone watching on YouTube that I'm now in week number two of not being able to find my 4K Logitech Brio camera after <laughs> after after doing one show uh, in in a conference room at the library. I think you left it in the library. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go and check, but the thing is, I am so paranoid about, it's, it's not that I don't think I'm, I'm the sort of person who would, who could leave such a thing behind. I'm so paranoid about being some, such a person that I always stop, turn around, examine the room carefully. But now I'm like, I'm going to, okay, you know what? I was at a Wendy's like two weeks ago. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have my backpack with me, but maybe it was in my jacket pocket. I took my jacket off and felt, uh, I, I, I might be in the market for for a new camera. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so I'm, no. so, I, so I'm back. So I'm back to my backup Logitech 720C. Andrew, uh, 720. we will gladly send you, at no cost to you, at no charge and no obligation, <laughs> your very own. We'll send you whatever camera you want or whatever camera. If you want to defer to us, we like. I think Alex Lindsay probably has a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Alex recommends. <laughs> 
I'll send it to you. What should we get him? An Airy LF. <laughs> oh yeah, no, not gonna do that. No, oh, my friend, no. my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. my brother. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so, so uh, how about with an with an with an Anzenu lens? I, I think I think you'd be, okay. you'd be set. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that'd no, be beautiful. I, I think that right now our, our reigning champion is the Insta360 Link. Oh yeah, that's uh, pretty cool, and it follows yeah, them around and stuff, which is good yeah. for people who go to the library a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is Alex Lindsay of OfficeHours.Global, and as you can tell, he is our multimedia guru. And uh, he has now added Christmas lights to his display. I started playing with them. I, 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 I was like, you know, I really like, I, you know, the, the hard part with office hours, you're always trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, so know. everybody, there's a lot of people Joneses had some lights too. up there and I was like, I really like the lights, but I can't figure out what to do with them yet. So I, I had just taken apart the Christmas tree and I had the string of lights that I'd gotten. Oh. They're like USB controlled. And yeah. I was like, eh, oh, those, that's those thingamajiggers. What do they call those? Yeah, you yeah, can, the, yeah, uh, you can control them. They're John smart has, lights. John has those around his house, and he, he does things like the Twit logo and stuff. <laughs> I, I haven't done anything special with them yet. I Everybody's just, getting mad at us because we're sitting on the big story. Yes. <laughs> so weirdly, yesterday, Mark Gurman unexpectedly uh, said, "Oh yeah, there's gonna be new Max tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. What? Before I mean, Mac break or after Mac break? Hmm, That's all we want to know. Not to tell tales out of school, but you know when you when you know they're coming, you want it to be a surprise. <laughs> I, I, we got all the way till yesterday, and I'm like, oh, come on, um, come on. Yeah, because, because because we're all children, and we all and Apple treats us like children on Christmas morning. When actually we'd we'd much rather be able to sort of plan ahead before, like we commit our department to making lots of purchases. I, we're going to have to regret later on. I mean, yeah. say wh whatever. Um, when you're under embargo, it's really nice. Oh, uh, you knew. It, 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 oh, you it, knew. It, so he well, broke his embargo. Do you think that's what he did? No, uh, no, I, he, he talked they to somebody. I saw a couple yeah. reports. Mac uh, Rumors, I think, had a report, too. And I'm like, all right, well, somebody talked. <laughs> Can but, you make a deal oh well, like um, like Mark Gurman says to Mac Rumors, I'll tell you what I know if you tell me what you know, but don't quote me. And even though they're both breaking embargo, they're not breaking their own embargo in their own well, publication. But, that, but Apple hasn't. Apple doesn't tell this to Mac Rumors or Mark Gurman, right? Somebody else who's who, <laughs> well, they who told got you. a heads up. Yeah. I knew something was coming. I didn't know what, although based on all of Mark Gurman's reports, it was pretty obvious what it was going to so, be, right? So so what? tell me just at it, because I'm, of course, not in this gravy train pipeline of journalists. What, uh, how, how did it occur? Did somebody call you? Do you get an email? Uh, yeah, I just got a, I got a, I got a heads up that, that there's news dropping. Um, yeah, and that was it. And literally that's all. Was it like all. a guy in so a parking garage in a trench coat? Yeah, not even be. not even time, right? So it's like set your alarm for six a.m. because it's always at six a.m. and it'll probably yeah. be those things because of all the reporting from Bloomberg and Mark Gurman. But all and, you were told uh, is sometime it, tomorrow, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, was mo Monday. Monday. Today, yeah. So yesterday no, they Tuesday. said Tuesday. Yes. Sorry, Tuesday. Yes, today. What di what day is it today? Yes, today's Tuesday. Uh, so they and told then everything you else is guessing. Something? Yeah. So okay. so yeah. So I I you know. It's just one of those things that uh, the best moment, one one of the f most fun, and I get Andy's point, like it is a PR time thing. And if people can report it, they should report it. But I, I had a delightful moment many years ago when Mountain Lion came out where we got uh, a bunch of media were summoned individually to briefings, not knowing what it was about. And 
Uh, I was in there, and M.G. Siegler, who was at the time at TechCrunch, was in uh, there. Yes, good old and, MG. And we got yep. our briefings from Mountain Lion, and, and I don't know if you remember, but there were literally no reports that there was going to be a new Mac OS update. None. Zero. Mm. And then you walk into the room, and they're like, we have a new Mac OS update. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then I walk out, and M.G. is there because he's been on the phone or something, and, and we're walking to our cars, and, and we look at each other, and they're like, were you totally surprised by that? And it's like, <laughs> yes. And it was it was kind of fun because it was – not that, you know, the people who do work like Mark Gurman to get the stuff up in advance, I'm not really a believer in that it's spoilers and that it, 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 it ruins the fun. But it is fun every now and then for a legitimate surprise to happen. And Apple scrutiny is so great at this point that it basically never happens. Well, sure. given what we said last week and my upset over it, that Apple wasn't going to do much this year and don't get excited for new Macs because you're going to, they've taken people off the Mac team and putting them on the VR team and blah, blah, blah. I was, I had geared myself up for, well, uh, just sadness through at least June. <laughs> and, uh, and we, we even, there was no mention. Remember last, remember last week? Do you remember last week hmm. when we thought there wasn't even going to be a new Mac mini this year? We knew there'd be you those. Did. Well, they'll do. Uh, oh, I we, didn't. You didn't think you never for a moment. I, thought, no, I no. thought it. The, the, the Mac, the Mac Mini was obvious because it was the it was the only member of the product line that was still in the. Hey, here's the really really first swing proof of concept uh, uh, Apple Silicon in there. It needed to receive new Apple Silicon. Uh, literally so, I, one week there, ago, there were stories saying MacBook Pro refresh delayed again. Yeah, how about um, that? German himself said, well, all we're going to really see is a 15-inch M2 MacBook Air. Well, that's that's not true. German said that these products were coming. Um, and in fact, he reported last November that they had been delayed from a November release. Remember, Apple said we're done for the year. And so then it's like, okay, I guess those aren't coming. And then what German said after that, which I thought was funny, is he tried to extrapolate. And he said, well, they probably won't do any product releases in January. They don't right. do that. They'll probably do a March event. Yeah, and right. I thought to myself... I don't know. These are products that, in fact, I'm on the record. There's a podcast where I say it. It's like, just because <laughs> there's no event in January doesn't mean they can't do a press release and a video release. They in used January. to announce stuff in January. These, Remember, we spent these two products clearly were on the verge of being released in November and then they pulled back. Yeah. So obviously they're like, they're, they're primed. They're in the chamber. They're ready to go. And here they are. So these were the MacBooks and the Mac Mini, by the way. I know we're completely bearing the lead. New Mac Mini, new <laughs> MacBook Pro 14-inch, new MacBook Pro 16-inch. Did I miss anything? Yeah. Those are the three new That's things. That's it. Um, and those are clearly delayed by the COVID-0 policy that had shut down those factories. They make these at Quanta? Where do they make these? Do we know? I don't know. I, it is. They did have a, a bunch of escalating de delays over time, right, that led to the M2 Air being delayed. And it feels like everything just kind of got pushed back. It's also possible, though, that they just decided while they were uh, working on their November product releases, they're like, why Why are we pushing this out? Let's wait till January. We'll have more of them in stock. We, we have other products to plug. These aren't really stocking stuffers, right? Get your, get your friend a 16-inch MacBook Pro under the tree. We could probably survive holding them until january but yeah. um but they, they clearly that was the that was the issue is they thought this was going to be an end 22 thing and it yeah. ended up being they'd like to too for the buyers to be able to buy them for christmas and the holidays right uh january is not i can't imagine well, january is because you've got budgets you've got to spend 
January's kind of like we, the worst time to release something, mm. I would think. Do we know what the return policy is? Because I know there's a bunch of people in office hours that had just bought Mag Minis, of course, at the end of the year. Like, well, they're not going to make any for a while. I might as well you get a them. grace period. I don't know how long it is, <laughs> though. Yeah, I think it's like 30 days. And so if you have one out there, you might want to check with your Apple store. Check it back. Take it back, get the new one. Because the, the other thing is, is the price dropped. So not only did they did they do, you know, they dropped from six ninety nine to five ninety nine for the base unit, which is a very powerful computer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's very very powerful. Is that M two or M one uh, based? That that's the M two. It's M two wow. eight gig. Uh, you now can, if you work hard at it, can spend forty five hundred dollars on a Mac Mini. <laughs> like, I did. Yeah. I did look this morning. I was like, you can't, if yep. I just max everything out, you know, <laughs> that's, it, why, it, yeah. that's why the Mac Mini is one of the most important Macs in the entire lineup, yeah. everything included, yeah. because it is. It is the. I don't have a lot of money, but I want a Mac. It's the five hundred dollar ninety nine solution. It is also the. I want a workstation, but I want several workstations for all my office, or I want a workstation, but I don't need to have my brain hammered to death by uh, by uh, more cores than i absolutely need i don't need the tower configuration replaceable drives i mean i, I can't think of any if if apple were to cancel the, the mac mini and I, I don't believe that they're going to do that but if that were to happen i would know that my goodness some huge fault in philosophy has just changed inside of apple because it solves so many problems for apple and, and its customers it's like a pressure release valve it basically is the if the, we don't make a mac that fits you we make right. this, and it fits everybody yeah. else, right? It, it's a, it, and I don't know. I'm getting a vibe, too, given that there's a lot of comparisons uh, that are like the 27-inch, the studio display, and the Mac Mini, and they, they talk a lot about that like compared to an old iMac. And I thought, you know, I'm starting to believe those reports that the big iMac isn't coming back because between a studio mm-hmm. display or some other 27-inch display and this new Mac Mini, it's a lot do of you computer. need... I mean, does that not fill the need or the Mac Studio fill the need that maybe that bigger iMac uh, fulfilled? I don't know. And and I'm also curious how many monitors the Pro support. So the Pro has more Thunderbolts. I believe it's it's now four Thunderbolts. They did not. Oh, the Pro Mac Mini. Let's get this clear. Mac Mini. So there's an M2, eight core and 10 core, eight gigs of RAM. And then there's the M2 Pro, 10 core CPU, 16 core GPU. And starting point is 16 gigs. So you're saying, and four, not one, not four. two, but three, not four, <laughs> but three, not three, but four <laughs> Thunderbolt well, 4 ports. A lot of us pay attention to that because, you know, we, uh, like with my Mac Studio, it's full. Like all of the, all the ports are. You also now get an have, HDMI port, gigabit Ethernet, and a headphone jack, and two USB-A ports. So this is really like a short stack yeah. Mac Studio is what this and really is. And it's, Alex, it's three, it's three displays, three displays on now. the on the pro model also let's i mean we're kind of back back backing into this story but (laughs) one of the big parts of this new mac mini story is it is literally the first apple silicon at the pro tier on the desktop you've had the base model m1 and m2 you've had the the super fast max and ultra on the mac studio but what you haven't had is that one in the middle the the pro that gives you a little bit more more core more gpu more ram more displays uh and the that higher end mac mini model is going to give you that and in fact if you if you spec it out to about the same amount of ram and storage as the mac studio the base model mac studio it basically comes right up to the price of the mac studio 
and, uh, with it's the same number of cores. So it's it's like, I mean, they did plan it out. It's like they planned it. They did plan it out. <laughs> but it's a good fit because there was there was a piece missing under the Mac Studio if you wanted a desktop because it was way too far down to the M1 Mini. Yeah. And now with the M1 and the or the M2 and the M2 Pro, Apple's got kind of like a coherent Apple Silicon desktop. Store. Had this been out and, last year, I might have bought this instead of a Mac Studio. I don't really need the Mac Studio yeah. on my desk. This would have been perfect. Yeah, the the interesting thing is, I think that the the hard drive space is the it's the same chip that is doing it's doing it for the studio. I believe I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, you sure. get up to eight yeah. terabytes, and so the eight <laughs> terabyte. What you I will don't mind say, spending two thousand dollars more or twelve hundred dollars more. I would have been tempted to do that because it, it, the drive is screaming fast. Uh, like I on my studio, where's the cutoff though? Eight. You don't want the five twelve, right? Is it is uh, the two? Is, I think is really is the where the price where becomes okay. like it starts to really arc after two. Yeah. But but I I would get as much if you're doing video or you're doing anything else like on my on my studio I have um, uh, I only put one I only put one terabyte in because I I thought that. Uh, you know, I always have external drives for everything right. that I'm working on. Right. The problem is my external NVMe so RAID. Yeah. My it's got four. It's got four NVMe's and it's it's half the speed. This is almost like uh, unified yeah, so memory. The storage is so close to the CPU. It's it's really it's, it's as really fast, fast as it could be. You, I should have mentioned that if you were if you want to pay three hundred bucks more, you can get a twelve core CPU with nineteen core GPU. Uh, right. But there's the big limitation, and this is artificial. But I'm sure this is why they did this. Thirty two gigs is the max memory. So if you need more, but not on the, then you go to the laptop because the laptop I think goes to ninety six. The new laptop laptop goes to ninety six. It's the difference between Pro and Max, right? Ah, The Pro, the Pro chip is in between the low end and the Max, and and so the Mac Mini. This is why the Mac Mini is coherent with the Mac Studio is because the Mac Mini will take you in slots sort of A and B the M2 and the M2 Pro, if you want to go up to C, which is, and, and they all scale. It actually, I think, is more coherent than the old Intel days where there were a whole bunch of different Intel chips and then Apple picked and cho- chose <laughs> and and then some of them had different features. Now it's sort of like they built this thing to go M2, M2 Pro, M2 Max, and then presumably you know M2 Ultra. And uh, and it just kind of scales up. So if you look at the M2 Pro and say that's not enough, Apple's answer will be, then you want to move up to the the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Or the studio, or if you want a lap, you can actually get a 16-inch laptop with 96 gigs of RAM. Yeah, or or the M2 Max on the Pro, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, So one of the things that we did note, maybe it was just to make me feel better, is that the M2 is not as big a jump from the M1 as the M1 was from Intel. It's true. It it is. I mean, I, I think about these systems especially the laptops when we talk about them and you know i still think the biggest appeal of the m2 is from people who stayed on intel and were like i'm going to sit out that first generation of apple silicon because the m1 to m2 i mean the cores are faster um if you're on the base model you get uh the all the pro res encoding blocks and stuff that were only on the high-end chips in m1 Uh. but Basically, it's just the cores, are right? The CPU cores are faster. The GPU cores are faster. Everything's a little bit better. I don't think anybody who's got an M1 MacBook Pro uh, should be super sad about today, right? Like, I I think this is an incremental change. Let me underscore that because I just bought a 16-inch M1 MacBook Pro for my (laughs) son a a couple of months ago because I thought, well, I'll give up. And yeah. uh, I don't want him to feel like he's got something less. I I did say there'll probably be a new one at some point. I didn't think it'd be this quick. I would have yeah. waited had I known. And that's what you were saying, Andy. That's why these embargoes 
grind a little bit because people are making buying decisions. That's the value yeah. of Mark Gurman's reports, right? Is yeah. that yeah. he is giving people a little and, bit of a heads up. And, 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 to be and, fair and, to and, Apple, they do have a very liberal return policy for the first few weeks of a new product, right? Right. right. And, and of course, you can't expect them to say, hey, by, by all means, don't please don't boost, our, don't, <laughs> don't, don't boost our, thir- our, our, our third quarter uh, uh, revenues. Yeah. But yeah, it's just uh, it's the, the only time it kind of gets up my nose is when like that's you see that as like the official Apple line. Oh, we want to preserve the surprise and the delight saying, OK, look, if that's the reason I can deal with less surprise in my life in 2023. <laughs> Uh, they want to preserve yeah, no, the revenue from the yes, previous product. Keep selling. There's a famous anecdote in technology, the Osborne effect, right. where yeah. Adam Osborne, who's long gone, had a portable computer, the Osborne one, that was very, very popular, very big seller. Mistakenly, he said there's going to be a new Osborne 2 months before it was available, killed the Osborne 1 and eventually the company. So that's the uh, yeah. you don't want to Osborne yourself is what people will say. Yeah, and right. I, I think it's generally prudent to, if you're shipping, not to say anything until you've been sh- yeah. you're going to ship a week, <laughs> sure. a week later. Well, you can tell, later, though, you know, by the way, all of these things are available if you get the base model in a week, uh, next Tuesday. And mm-hmm. even if you don't, even if like I spec the hell out of this thing, it's still available the 31st. So my guess is... The elves over Christmas were just cranking these things out as fast as they could. <laughs> I think so. They have a yeah, lot exactly. of stock, right? This is not going to be the one where they go, oh, we could have sold more if we'd only had more. They are. They have They have uh, made a lot of them. That, that's why I was such a surprise to everybody with the new case design was Nordic wood with dowels. So. <laughs> Those elves love Nordic wood. So, Candy cane logo. That's another question. Beautiful, beautiful carving. Is this a redesign from the M1s, 14s, and 16s, or the M1 Mini? No, I, I, I'm curious about the mini because the mini well, uh, M1 mini now. had had yeah. like empty space in it. And, it, and the, the, <laughs> the footprint of it is actually slightly different. Uh, so I wonder somebody's going to have to, you know, open one up and yeah. see what's in there. The MacBook Pro, I would imagine, is almost identical to the old model, right? Because they just did their refresh there. Right. And this really is more of what and we, the, you know, always call a speed bump where they just kind of refresh to the latest tech and let it keep going. And it, a, uh, at least on the laptops, new. they haven't added any ports or anything like that. They're the no. Same. No, but you're right. That Mac Mini, the high-end Mac Mini config, which is replacing the old Intel Mac Mini that was still in the product line, <laughs> uh, the the space gray one, it's gone, and now we're just back to a high-end M2 Mac Mini that's got the all the extra Thunderbolt ports and will drive more displays and all of those. In things. Apple's words, it has more muscle and more hustle. <laughs> Giggity. You say so. Yeah. I, I I thought that the the release strategy was interesting. You know, to have a full fully built presentation. For but no live stream and yes. no warning. <laughs> you know, like, did, like, we're just going to turn this on. Was this on. Uh, six a.m.? They put this out, or when did they put it out? Six a.m. is when yeah. they generally do these Pacific, drops. Nine p. Pacific nine a.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, I think I think they would have done better if they had done it live. Told us an up, there's going to be an update on it, and the, the reason for that is that I found myself very impatient. So when when we're watching live and we do a kind of watch parties within office hours and so we kind of talk about it we're talking about things that are going on and gives us something to do when we're not when I'm not watching live I really just want the highlight reel like I don't really care about the build up that they do you know all the superlatives and all the setup and everything else when it's not live I don't want to hear it you know like I just I realized I very quickly wanted to just jump until I saw a graphic of the chip and then I'd back up a little bit and watch through it you know and so I so think they, that, that was they a little started harder. with a 48 second promo reel for the m1 <laughs> weirdly and then go to john turnus who is the uh, S- uh, svp engineering uh inside the steve jobs theater so this looks exactly like the video you'd see at a at apple they've got the model 
If we ever thought that they were going to go back to the yeah, stage, they got the I think model, this is. Yeah. It, it <laughs> feels, in fact, like this might have been produced originally for November. And, but notice, and as Scooter out. X pointed out, right. January seventeenth is in the t- in the menu bar. Well, yeah, but these. I mean, so, all of that all of that stuff is special to... effects. Yeah, so do you know how to do that, Alex? Could it. I change the date on the menu bar if I decided to? <laughs> it's pretty complicated. <laughs> I might have to get I might have to get ILM involved to change the date. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past Apple to get ILM involved. I have to say, so. These are all M2s. There's M2. This is they started with the Mini. There's M2 uh, regular and and the Mini only up up to the M2 Pro. And then in this 14 and 16th, you can go to the Max. Uh, is the Max merely accessing more memory and more uh, GPU CPUs? Yes. Basically. Yeah, more performance cores and way more GPUs. More. I think it's twice the memory bandwidth. So is this, uh, remind me, so the M1 Pro was still a single core or was it dual core? And then they went to the Max, which was four core or no, that was the dual core. There's many, there are many cores, right? But what you're thinking of is, is chips on the die, I guess, or the ultra, the ultra is two of those Max crisscrossed. Yeah. Crisscrossed. It's a plus or whatever. But they all, and what's interesting too, is that the, the, the core count isn't actually um, that different between the the Pro and the Max and all of that. It's here's the, the uh, uh, it's here's the GPUs. The, here's the the quilt, the product quilt. Oh, I gotta pause it. It keeps self starting. Here's the product quilt for. This is the base M2. Yes. Oh, see, you keep starting. <laughs> Apple doesn't want me to look at that quilt too long. Uh, then there's another. Qu- then we go back to Johnny in the lab. Or is that Turnus? That's Johnny Turnus, not Johnny Saruji. And then we go back in the lab, and we have another quilt for, I don't know what, M2 Pro. Uh, five people, one small business. I don't want to see that stuff. I don't care about making sweatshirts with my M2 Pro. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a quilt. Let's get a quilt. I don't know why they take us down on YouTube for showing these videos. It's almost impossible. There's the the insane Apple graph that has no no zero no no makes no sense. It's twenty. It's faster. Right. Faster. It's faster. 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 Yeah. Don't you like that? That they make they make theirs one hundred percent. It's always one hundred percent. Whatever it is. And everything trails. Yeah. Trails behind it, but the labels are about it, which is it's a weird. (laughs) I I have questions as somebody who used to work for a magazine that published charts, and I publish charts myself. There's some charting issues going on here, but it's marketing, right? This is marketing. They actually call it performance marketing. That's what they call it inside Apple. (laughs) But the thing to remember about the Pro and the and and the Max is that the Max is all about doubling the GPUs and doubling the memory bandwidth. So the cores don't actually change. It's the base model is 10 cores, um, which is six performance and four efficiency. And then you ramp up to the, the higher end model with 12 uh, cores, eight performance, four efficiency. But the big jump is when you go to max, it's still 12 cores, but it's of CPU, but it goes from, ni- you know, 19 to 30, 38 so cores, GPU. Whoa. And then you can you can configure it up to thirty eight and and you can is do that, that and spend because the money. we heard those problems potentially with the graphics processing uh, on the A fourteen that this is maybe mm. to compensate. No, this these this is not based on the current A thirteen uh, chip. It's based on the previous generation. <laughs> it's an A thirteen, kids. 
So they, yeah. they, you know, kick it down the road. Thirty percent faster GPU, twenty up to thirty percent faster GPU. It's, it's so it's it's a just to be clear, it's a fifteen. A sixteen is the one where there was that story about oh. them having to go back to the old GPU. Oh, God, so the numbers confused. are very confusing. No, I'm. Stupid. They are sixty-seven the billion numbers, transistors, yeah. neural engine, forty percent faster. It's got the ProRes playback. That's a big deal. Five nanometer technology. No three nanometers yet. Is three nanometers the A16? Do we know? Is that going to be? Yeah, or is it? I, I don't know if it's still, I don't think it's going to turn that that fast. Yeah. Well, TSMC has it. <sighs> okay. I can go through the whole thing. Longest ever battery life on a Mac. That's for 22 the, hours. That's for the that's 14 the, or the 16? I think that's the 16. I didn't watch this. You can tell I They're slept both. in. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's a blank. Now she's standing in front of a blank wall. I'm not playing the audio because they will take us down on YouTube if I do. 96 gigs of unified memory. Sure, Jason Snell can play clips in his show, but not me. <laughs> don't know why. It's just the what? rule. So lots of battery life in something. It's longest with a lot of O's. Oh, yeah, we're live streaming this now. So there. No, it's don't, I'm not live streaming it. No, no, don't, don't be confused. <laughs> don't be confused by what you're seeing. That's not a live stream. That's it's, just it's it's twenty. It's, so they made this 22 hour claim, but on their website under tech specs, it actually says that it's 18 hours of Apple TV app movie playback, 12 hours wireless web. But you know, it's good. Right, that's those are. So where does the, the twenty-two come from? I think like, the twenty-two is the sixteen. Yeah, so the sixteen's got the bigger battery. It's got a giant and it's battery. twenty-two yeah. hour movie playback, and they actually say it's like six notches up from from the lowest setting on brightness, and then they yeah. just let it run. And yeah. and uh, it's nothing I was talking would to a do. friend about this. Right, I mean, who's are you up for twenty-two like <laughs> hours working right. on your MacBook Pro? If you are, I guess this is yeah. the one for you. But but what but what about the days when like you've got you didn't have you, you forgot to plug it in and you just need four hours the next day before you get more to the charger? Yes. Yeah. More 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 hours is always more better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have a whole you know go down to the footnotes and you can read the testing conducted by Apple in November and December. What you had these then using pre-production sixteen-inch <laughs> MacBook Pro models of the Apple M2 Pro twelve core nineteen core thirty-two gigs eight terabyte. Tested under a using a one minute picture in picture project with twenty three streams of Apple ProRes four two two video at twenty one sixty resolution twenty nine point nine seven frames per second, and it's approximate. It's approximate. You know, we approximate. It's all approximate. Uh, still, yeah, more bad. So, so, but is that fair? Is marketing? I know, but this is the is this? They wouldn't still, say it's not it's the water. it's the longest ever. Would they say that if it weren't, is what I'm saying. No, no. It, 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 that's based on their tests, yes. But they but, test it the um, same way every time. They they know so they know that if apples. they're called on that and they're cooking their, their figures that they're right. going to get in trouble. And, and I will also say the people yeah. who are in that department are people who used to work at Macworld with me back oh, in the day. Okay. They are, they are they're <laughs> good people. Does Apple, like, look, if they do five different tests... Which one is Apple going to pick? They're going to pick the one where <laughs> Apple looks the best, right? Because right. it is marketing, but it's based on reality. That's and that I, I, that, that much is true. <laughs> I want them to say the that. number you see. Figures right? based on reality. 
It's based on reality, but but the number you see is chosen. I mean, is it cherry picked? Yeah, probably because it's marketing, yeah, right? They, but, they have, they have but several realities from reality. which to choose. Yes, <laughs> they, they, they as a two trillion dollar company, they can make right. several realities. Exactly. The last thing you want to do is be like, guys, I got bad news. I did a battery test. I did a regular battery test, and it's the best ever. But I did this different battery test, and it's bad. And they're like, well, we won't use that one. I mean, that's it's it's not hard. Yep. It's, yeah. Let's no, let's not use that one. Yeah. Okay, but we can we can fairly. Fairly well trust this, I think, that it's going to be... By Apple's standards yeah. against its own products also means that it's less likely to be kind of fakery because it's their own products yeah. and not like versus the competition where it starts to get a little right. weird. And to, and to be fair, I don't think there's any PC in this class that has anywhere near this kind of battery life, although there's a new AMD chip that looks pretty good and it's possible this could happen. But Apple really has leapfrogged the industry with battery life. And that's one of the real reasons to get an Apple laptop. There's nothing even and, close, really, in this class. Again, that's the really the complex pro- problem for everybody else in the industry is that Apple now has an inc- incredible amount of control over its own destiny, you know, and its ability to build more efficient systems uh, is really it can move much faster and and um, than everyone else <laughs> because everyone else is, is, is cobbling together. Right. They have to have the OS agree with what the hardware is doing and then they have to have, well, this they have board a much more heterogeneous environment. That's yeah. part of the problem. Apple right. knows exactly yeah. what hardware it's going on. And that and that seems to be seeping into dogma as well. It's not to, uh, uh, there is a we're hearing more rumors that Apple wants to manufacture its own panels, uh, at least for yeah. at least for phones and watches. And that's not because they don't think that Samsung and the rest aren't making really high quality panels. It's because they want to optimize power for every every other component inside the device. So well, it's, that's dogmatic. Somebody Apple at Apple said about the M1, but I think it's absolutely still true, which is one of the things the people on the inside <laughs> know and that they, they try to let the public in on a little bit is it used to be they took products off a shelf from Intel and made a computer. Right. And now the chip design, the chip is designed knowing what computers that chip will go into, right? Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. all kind of purpose built when right. they made several years ago when they're like, okay, M2 pro, where's that going to go? They said Mac mini and MacBook pro and maybe that's it. Or maybe there's some other stuff like they know what models for each chip. And that, that is a big advantage because they don't build features in that they don't think those models need. They know what the cooling is going to be. They know what the power constraints are. It's really, uh, you know, it's an advantage. It's a big advantage for them. And they're writing the, they're, they're making the hardware and writing the code that runs in the hardware, the the entire infrastructure. And so, and then they're telling the developers, here's how you take advantage of it. Uh, every developer that we talk to is like, well, if you just write it the way Apple tells you to write it and you use all the the libraries they give you, it gets faster, way faster, because everything is optimized to go through that system. And for people who used to write their own their own libraries or I'm going to do it my own way, they're starting to fall behind. They're having stability issues. They're having you know difficulties writing their own engines. And that's going to probably continue to be harder and harder because... The entire system is flowing, you know, as as a, as a single unit, which is never we've never seen before. Jason, do you yeah, have that, the machines in house or no? I do not. You, okay. I do not. You will at some Thank next you. week. I can. I, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely plan on reviewing them, but okay. um, I don't have anything now. Okay. Yeah, so next Tuesday, Jason, right? Next Jason, Tuesday, we'll I, I just have. I, I you want to pan around the room and make sure that they're. No, no. Uh, I believe you. I, 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 I don't. I, I just. Uh, I wouldn't lie I just, to you. I would be evasive if I had be them. Evasive. And tell we you. know how the evasive but sounds. I, I don't have them. Not. There are no, there are no uh, new products in my in my uh, 
in my I just, garage I, I, right I, now. I just I just got an idea for for a canary. Like you put like a, a Newton message pad on a shelf behind you. That <laughs> and that that means that that means as long as that pad is there, it means that you don't have anything under NDA from from Apple. If we happen to see that it's not there, you didn't like say it. anything. You Whoa. just rearrange stuff on your shelf. What if the uh, you know what what if the uh, the lava lamp is not lit? Is oh. that like the secret code? Oh shoot! <laughs> it just got turned on. Oh, oh no! It's off! It's on! Oh, you're just messing with! Stop <laughs> it! Just stop it! Let's so here is the it. family photos. This is the M2 that we've had all along in our in our uh, nice little MacBook M2 MacBook Air, which I quite like. 100 gigabytes per second memory bandwidth, 24 gigs of memory. This is one thing that kind of threw me because I thought, oh, from now on, everything will be a multiple of 24. Mm, no. M2 Pro, 32 gigs of unified memory. Uh, but they did double the memory bandwidth. Is that because there, there's twice as much? I don't know what that means. It means no, it's just twice as fast. And then there's the M2... Mm, maxi oh they don't have a they're not in the family photos yet for the maxi so that's so this is the mini that's why okay i think i honestly i think the reason it's 24 is because they got hit so hard on their limit being 16 that they made an effort to get it to be two banks of 12 yeah and then on the higher end one on the pro they didn't feel they yeah. didn't quite feel the pressure to okay. do that, and so they're happy to keep it at two banks of sixteen. So That's we're going to go back to the thirty-two multiples of thirty-two for the uh, the Pro and the Max, I guess. <laughs> so that's the Mini. Let me uh, let me go to the. Uh, it's interesting. The laptops are really where you see the performance stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Be- I mean, their examples are amazing, right? Like, I think it. And I forgive me because I know this has been a topic forever here, uh, but this idea that how much computer do you really need? Like the MacBook Pro Mm -hmm. performance is where they can boast. They really can boast on the M2 Pro and Max performance. The problem is in order to boast, they have to get increasingly esoteric with the, I mean, it's not esoteric for Alex, right? For years, everybody else. (laughs) For years, they promoted the megahertz. high end. Yeah, they promoted the megahertz myth. And oh, you don't want to look at numbers. And now you want to look at numbers because they got it. Well, yeah, and it's also it's not going to be like look at Microsoft Word or even look at Photoshop <laughs> these days. It's like look at look at the high end, look at video editing, three D, yeah. and compositing, yeah. and they just the highest end stuff because that's where they can shine and they can blow away the competition. It's just this question of like I think the truth is most people who are buying a MacBook Pro are doing it for the screen or the ports. Um, and not for the super, super high-end power, but it is there for the people who do need it. Now I'm going to really throw, my, now I'm gonna throw myself because 96 gigabytes, which is the max on the uh, M2 <laughs> yeah. Max, is actually 2 times 32 plus 24. <laughs> so the 24 is back, baby! I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. That's, I don't. I'm, I'm really keen to see no, like, how wrong? a Mac... 2 Oops. times 32 is 64... Oh, it's three thirty-twos. Never mind. I was, you're, I, you're right. My math was bad. Okay, I need a computer to do this. You understand? I can't do it in my head. <laughs> yeah, four hundred gigabytes okay. per second of memory bandwidth, though. That's. I mean, that's insane. I, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, it really makes me wonder. Uh, 
how how many Mac Pro customers they're basically leeching off now? All the people that were gee, there's, there's just too big. Went back when there was way too big a gap between the maximum you could performance you can get out of an Intel Mac Mini versus what you could get out of a basic spec uh, Intel Mac Pro. Now a lot of those people are saying no. This is the Mac Mini well spec'd out is going to do everything I want it to do. Uh, and I'm, I'm really keen to see if when Apple comes out with the new uh, updated Mac Pros, what is going to be the difference? between a maxed out if you if it's five thousand dollars or six thousand dollars to spend on a on the most performance in a mac what would you get would you get a mac mini at the top of the spec or would you get sort of an entry level or just above entry level mac pro it's I, no longer really clear what these two well here's an for. interesting stat the I, macbooks can only do two external displays while the mini can do three so if you want yeah. more displays you'd get a mini well, that's and, a critical and, difference for me. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think number one is I th- I think the Mac Pros. Uh, I'd be surprised if they're any below six grand. <laughs> like I think that that's going to be the opening. <laughs> okay. They may start at ten because what what they have right now is they have Mac Minis that go up to forty five hundred dollars. They've yeah. got yeah. studios that go up to ten or twelve thousand um, dollars. And so I think your Mac Pro starts at. I think it could start as high as ten thousand, as low as six thousand dollars. But that's that's about the where where it's going to begin. And what it's going to, number one is I do think, I agree with Andy, I think that the expectations now of a Mac Pro and what a Mac Pro looks like are very high. <laughs> so, so we say as a pro, this is going to be a beefy machine. Um, it is going <laughs> to yeah. be designed, you know, like it's. Here's a I nice graph. Tough. I do like it that Apple compares it to themselves. See this little teeny weeny yeah. line there? <laughs> That's an i7 MacBook Pro. See that little teeny yeah. knee? See that really big long line there? 16 times faster. Well, and, wow. and, and that's running yeah. at foreman grill uh, temperatures. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. it's not, though. And that's the beauty of it. The Intel is. Yes. 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 Yeah, exactly. the, Intel, yes. Right. right. Yeah. But I think I think also you're going to have it's the the pro is going to give you the expandability. Like right now, every time I want to add a card, I'm thinking about what kind of, ex, you know, external, right. you know, whether it's um, Sonnet or OWC or whatever. What am I going to put on the outside to put the card in? The Mac Pro is going to have cards. I don't probably anywhere from two to six cards that are going to be available to us uh, in those in that Mac Pro. And that's going to that for pros. That's what they need. Um, the uh, and then you're going to have a very, very fast machine that probably tops out at I'm going to guess 80, $80,000 is probably the holy cow. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> I guess that rules me out. Wow. I, so you, so I wouldn't. You take an Mac Pro and an Apple car. Yeah, <laughs> you have to yeah, be able to choose I, I one or the like, other. Should I, I buy this house or a Mac Pro? I don't know. And <laughs> I know, tough I know people. I know people who have the sixty thousand dollars version of the current one. And yeah, they said it's pretty fast. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 it's a peppy. It's, it's, it's a peppy so machine. It'd, it'd be it's hard. Got, it's got it'd be a peppy. Forget it. Yeah. So they're they're happy with it. But but I think that the thing is is that we'll see how far Apple goes. But you could you could see potentially a one terabyte one terabyte of RAM. Um, you know, very, very large, you know, hard drive space, you know, uh, things that turn it into an entirely different level of machine. And again, when you're doing really high end visual effects, when you're doing really like I used to I used to work on a machine that was uh, uh, $60,000, <laughs> you know, yeah. a, a SGI, an SGI machine. And that was all we could use to to, you know, make that make that actually work. So so it's not out of the question. It just depends on what what kind of return are you going to get? And are and and what that opens up for is for the, the those developing for that, um, it allows them to build assumptions into it. This is ray tracing, global illumination, uh, you know, from, from a three D perspective, um, and oftentimes time is money, you know, and so it it adds up. And so I think it'll be really interesting. I bet the pro is now like when you see the Mac Mini here, you're thinking I don't even know what they'd add to the yeah, <laughs> like, like it's it's hard to imagine now. Yeah. So. 
uh, it looks like the displays are identical except for size, right? 14.2, 16.2 on the MacBook Pros. But in every other respect, yeah. 120 hertz, high contrast ratio, all of that other stuff. Yeah, these are the same computer, essentially, other than the battery size and the screen size. The screen size, yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise you're getting... And the same as last time, essentially, too. Still got a notch. Like, there's not... We're, yeah, the we're news all in on the notch. Is limited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we're this is what we're getting. I'm not going to get the monitor, but the... Um, the this is what we're getting. I'm about to buy a new computer for my for my parents in law and that 599 Mac Mini with a new with a with a monitor is going to replace a pretty old iMac that we got them before um, and uh, it's just the perfect machine you know to, to to do that kind of thing and uh, I you know I don't I am curious where the iMac lives inside of this like really strong Mac an iMac world. Pro you mean a, a, a larger uh, I don't iMac? think I don't think that you don't, don't think, think that really happen. makes sense it yeah. doesn't no it doesn't make sense anymore just get I a studio think, I, I don't think right? it does get a studio yeah. I mean, with a having, monitor. having the 27 inch display means that you can even scale right like use a laptop or get right. the mini or right. get the higher end mini or get the low end studio or get the yeah. high end studio or get the Mac Pro like <laughs> it is uh, and and that's I mean we all kind of got trained in iMac land because the only way to get a powerful Mac desktop was to buy a big iMac and I feel like Apple is deprogramming us a little bit. Well, and, and I think yeah. a lot of us were talking about it for a long time. We're like, just make the Mac Mini fat. Like there's I yeah. I at one at one point in time in Pixel Core, I think I owned 35 Mac Minis and they're all glued <laughs> to do all these little things. And I was like, I just wish they'd upgrade these things. And it went for yep. years. And it's so exciting to see these little Mac Minis that were we all knew were that powerful. And I think it was just a heat issue. And now that they've gotten through that, we're just seeing this incredible expansion of these really powerful little machines. Yeah, and that, I still think that the iMac Pro is not long for this world. I, I think it was I think it was really clear that this was a stopgap after the failure of yeah. the, the the Quaker Oats box, uh, the cylinder shaped uh, Mac Pro. They needed something super powerful that would make power users happy. It was the easiest one to build. It was the clumsiest one to repair. And now there's really no need for it. Now that you've got uh, Apple Silicon across the board, now you've got Apple Silicon on the on the Mac Mini that people can pair with their own displays and upgrade a Mac without upgrading the display. I don't, I, I really hope that Apple decides to rebrand sort of the, the iMac as something akin to the original Mac, the, the personable one, the one that you have on your desktop and your kid's desktop and the ones you buy a dozen of for the office. This is not, but when you want power, when you need to spec something out for a specific task that's really mission important, that's when you go to a Mac Mini or that's when you go to a Mac Pro. John, do you want to buy a new Mac Mini? Do we need one? That's two different questions, I understand. <laughs> All right. Box there and replace it with an M2 Pro. All right. What the heck? What, what does it do? It's a Zoom ISO. Huh? For Zoom ISO. For Zoom ISO. But Alex said we could just use that old little tiny 8 gigabyte RAM one. And, and we have been, and, and it's that's, working fine. It's working fine. But... We really need to put that in the conference room. Okay, let's put it in the conference room. We'll get an M2 into the... <laughs> the and, and put it to put it in perspective, I think um, Andy sent me that the uh, the M2 Air is at eight SDI outputs from from Zoom is 30 to 35% CPU utilization. <laughs> so, and that, so the, the, the Mac Mini will do at least as good if you yeah. get like, you know, and, and so uh, you have... It's a, a lot of horsepower that's actually i'm so, I'm so upset sorry. i'm so upset too because i've been saying all along that i've got like a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars taped to the underside of my desk waiting for the the first really good uh, apple silicon mac mini uh but I, I i needed that to happen like 
September, October, November, when I feel like uh, when, when I feel like I'm flush with cash, I can spend whatever I want. The, ha- the fact that it happens in January, which is when like I'm doing my ju- my budgeting for the rest of the year, I'm thinking that I'm probably going to be homeless within the next three weeks. Is this a good time to spend a thousand dollars on a new Mac? The old one works just fine. Like, ah. I should be buying. I should be pre-ordering this right now. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Okay, go I, for I, it. I've, I want to yeah. watch. I've heard that from a lot of people. I, I think it's I like uh, maybe Leo can send I'm, you that M two. I'm, I'm ordering at least well. one. <laughs> it's, it's. I've heard from a lot of people who've been really waiting for this because I do believe that that high end model uh, is what a lot of people have been keeping their eyes on, and the M one version of the Mini was just a little too limited. Yeah. And so that 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 higher end model being there, and also let's just appreciate. I know that Apple's never going to be the low price leader, but there was a time when you could not buy a Mac for five ninety nine, right. and uh, for five ninety nine to get what that M two Mini has in it, well, it's it's more power than almost anybody like that ninety nine percent of users will ever need. Yeah, and Absolutely. and I the sweet spot for me is is another hundred dollars over that five ninety nine is the sixteen gigs. So now yeah. you have so you can get for six nine or seven ninety nine. You can get a 16 gig Mac Mini M2, and to me, that's the sweet spot of where I'm buying them right now. Um, yeah. And I'm going to buy buy a couple. I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm super super pleased that they have a really really cheap, a very very competitive win- with Windows machines uh, 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 Macintosh out there. Because this, this this 2023, people probably already have a screen they can plug into it. They probably already have a, a keyboard and a mouse. If not, it'll cost them what 50 bucks for the pair for not even the worst one at Amazon. It, Apple really needs to make sure they're still saying that, hey, look, Macs are for everybody. It's not just for uh, people who can afford to have to, to pay extra for the logo. Well, and, and and the way the video that they showed or released this morning was tuned, it was really for creative professionals. That's what yeah. they. Yeah. That's where they're really yeah. aiming. For this, sure. right? Uh, yeah. You're the what's one. What's this going to do? This? Yeah. And what's this going to do to the Mac Studio? Because I, I feel like I'm I, I'm part of a really large group that really lusted after the Mac Studio, but even then, sense that this is more club than I actually need for what I do. I bet that there's going to be I'm going to get better bang for the buck with a Mac Mini that I where I can spend all where I can spend the same amount of money to get extra storage and extra RAM rather than extra CPU. That requires these double hat these double height muffin fans uh, that aren't going to really help me out. Well, I think did somebody think say it's double height muffins? Right? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the oh. muffin tops. It's only the muffin tops. Maybe. I missed. I, I, have, I haven't had. I haven't had lunch yet. I'm sorry. Uh, that kind of no, out. I, I, I think the studio. Like the, there's a real question about the studio because does the existence of a Mac Pro uh, down the road mean that the studio doesn't need to exist, or is the studio really thought of as being that kind of higher, higher end Mac Mini? So that they, because like I said, performance wise and price wise, it kind of works. Uh, but the question is, in the long run. Do they really, would they really want the Mac Pro? But to Alex's point, the Mac Pro is going to be so expensive. I think uh, a lot of high end professionals, the Mac Studio would be enough. But I, I do, so, yeah. I do wonder if it's going to be like the iMac Pro and be kind of a one off and that, that in the end, the strategy is going to be Mac. Uh, mini and Mac Pro and not Mac Studio. I hope not, though. I like the Mac Studio. I think it's, I think there's I just think a little bit of overlap. Great. I love and, it. And I, yeah, and I, I you think know what you really need, nice Jason? Color. Make a six colors chart that shows the linearity of the product line. All right, right. you got it. Because that's kind of where you what you want to see where there and if there's overlap, that's mm-hmm. I'm sure there's somebody inside Apple who's done that, and and that's those are the For things sure. that are at risk, right? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Alex. Well, and I think that I think that there's if you look at the Mac Mini, I think it, it you know it, it tops out at about forty five hundred dollars. The Studio starts at about three thousand dollars. 
um, little maybe a little bit lower than that. So there's like a, a fifteen hundred to two thousand dollar overlap if you take the studio and go up and then go backwards two or three thousand dollars. You end up at about eight or nine thousand for the Mac Pro and then up. Um, and and maybe there's a little bit more overlap there, but I still feel like they all solve different problems. Like the Mac yeah. Pro is going to be probably considerably bigger. Um, it is, you know, it's and and I I don't. It'll be interesting to see like if you decked out a Mac Mini, it'll be interesting to see because of heat whether it slows down, you know, the Mac mini, I don't know, you know, I think that the studio, obviously, you know, half the studio is a big fan. There's a, re- it's there for a reason. <laughs> you know, So, so I think that we may find that the Mac mini can't sustain long renders, um, yeah. you know, long calculations it, in a, in a short term thing, it's fine. But I, I do things all re- with my Mac studio that take a solid four or five hours for it to do its work, you know? And so, so it, I don't think that the Mac mini will sustain, sustain the speed that the mac studio will on longer renders because yeah, you so I, I don't cooling that mac mini that yeah. mac studio the uh, half of it is cooling yeah so, so i think they're not gonna be able I, to do I, that in a mini i think we'll just see an m2 mac studio and it's gonna be a lot faster and it's gonna be but it's gonna i think the heat dissipation there's more io in the studio i'm using every single output of my mac studio and now i have to figure out breakouts and everything else for it because you know i've got all kinds of stuff going into it and so it's it is um not a i i, I don't think that I think the Mac Studio is well placed. I think that the Mac Mini is well placed. The, the the odd the odd computer out is the iMac. You know, like I just yeah. that's the part I right. don't get. The Mac Studio also. I mean, you could view it as being essentially a Mac Pro, and yeah. and maybe even have like the Mac Pro would be the Ultra. The Mac Studio has an Ultra config. The difference is the Mac Pro has the huge case, and you're going to be able to do expansion of some kind or other on it. Uh, yeah. And for people who want that, it'll be there. But that Mac Studio does fulfill. Uh, people who just want the you know the power, but they don't need that huge extan- expansion in the giant box in their house. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. I think I got it wrong. I'm looking at the what do you call these? The product quilt. Uh, Andy invented feature this quilt. term, feature quilt. I love this feature term. quilt. I'm looking at the feature <laughs> quilt for the big uh, laptop. It does go up to four external displays, including 8K with HDMI. So I think I must have been looking at this, this product spec for the M2 Pro. So if you get a Max, four displays. Four externals. Externals, yeah. five total with the laptop display. That's pretty sweet for somebody, <laughs> the day trader. It's a big deal. Know. A lot of us have been, especially folks that are doing, um, a, a lot of folks in office hours, of course, are doing um, a lot of Zoom ISO, Zoom stuff that that they don't necessarily want to get the whole breakout, but it's been a real problem that the Mac Mini can only do two uh, two videos out so having four out means that you can now take potentially four participants out and do that of course i'm using three monitor out of my studio right now and um yeah so it's it's uh useful <laughs> can i yes actually can i Mar- marquez brownlee just tweeted something that i feel is that i feel is 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 probably the quote of the week he says fun fact if you plug in a four-year-old fifty thousand dollar plus mac pro into apple's trade insight you don't even get enough credit to buy an iphone 14 pro oh <laughs> oh shucks nine hundred and seventy dollars in trade-in value oh <laughs> So who, um, how do we sort this out? I, I mean, this is, of course, what a normal person is asking is, well, which one do I need? I know which one I want. Which can I afford and how much is enough? How do we decide I, all I, that? 
I think you need to decide what, you know, what, what are you really going to do with it? Like, I'm going to get the five ninety nine for my parents-in-law because I, I, th- that'll do more than they can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know what, what they're going to do with their Mac. They mostly do word processing. So it's really inexpensive. I'm going to probably get uh, a couple of the 699s or 799. I'm going to put a 16 gigs in and get them for my kids. <laughs> so that they, you know, I was looking <laughs> at laptops and I was like, oh. You know, I just feel like it was going to add, it was starting to add up pretty quickly to a real number. And and so this is going to be. Well, that's um, Apple, but, isn't it? Uh, it adds up quickly well, but, to a but real it was, number. Yeah, so. it does. I mean, with those laptops, and I was like, <laughs> I don't do it. I just feel like there's a laptop tax, which is that you're paying for the chicness and the compactability and the monitor and everything else. Yeah. And, and for, as someone who now doesn't really use a laptop at all, um, you know, I have a laptop. But you're unusual. Charged. The world has moved uh, to laptops. Desktops. Are- uh, well, it depends on how much, you know, in, in the world of I working remotely, how much do you use your laptop is the big question and whether your iPad can take over. I mean, I still carry my laptop when I travel, but I almost never open it up, you know, and so the um, uh, so what do I you do instead? Do you have an iPad or what do you do? I have an iPad. Yeah, but I'm interesting. So I, I have the. It's funny when I travel, I take the old I have my older iPad. I put that paper surface on it. I yeah. just love drawing on it. <laughs> so I did like that it, too, just, and I thank you for that. So recommendation. pleasurable. Yeah, but I don't want it. But I don't want to put it on my newest one because I want the. I look at it for color. Um, but uh, but the older one I carry. Well, that's why you need I, multiple iPads. Which I, did, which I have <laughs> lots of them. So the um, but the uh, but I think that the. Uh, I think the higher end one, I think that especially if you start wanting to do hard work, you're not ready to buy a Mac Studio. I think, you know, getting the Pro, getting a little bit of extra RAM, um, you know, again, for the folks that are in in office hours, the idea of having four outputs is a big deal. Um, so there's a lot of things there that that start to, um, you know, I think you just have to really look at what are you using. If you're going to be an, I still think if you're an editor, like you're doing lots of Final Cut or Resolve, you can do it on the. You could definitely do it on the smaller ones. You might have a junior editor working on this, but if you're really getting paid for your time, you're still going to get a studio. You know, like I don't think that that's. I don't think this solution. What I do think is interesting about it is as render nodes. So a lot of us have, you know, we have extra computers that we're sending out renders to, and you know, I'm I'm interested in taking like three or four of these and sending out renders from Cinema 4D and just like you know, if you don't run out of RAM. You can just send these out, and they're incredibly powerful little uh, nodes to to send out. But again, those would you want more processor, more RAM, so you might get the higher end version of the of the of the Mac Mini. As usual, ask yourself what can't you do with your current hardware, and that'll that'll lead the way. Oh, that's, that's the that's terrible way. <laughs> I could do everything yeah, okay. I want with my current hardware. Exactly. That doesn't See, give me any leeway. <laughs> Five ninety nine. Yeah. Five ninety nine for you. Yep. I'm very. For me, that for, M2's for me, Air. There's no reason to upgrade that. There's nothing. At no point do I ever say, "Oh boy, I wish this were faster." Yeah. No, but for for me, it's like I I, I need I, I want three displays on my desktop. I ah. want to be able to be able to stream 4K without any problems whatsoever, at least. And also for the next three or four or five years. And then after that, it'll just come down to, gee, it would be nice to have extra RAM. Gee, it would be nice to have extra storage. But those are those are my reasons for wanting like this new Mac mini. And yeah, you, you can really get you can really get yourself into such a trap by thinking that, oh, well, the Mac Studio, that'll do exactly what I want. Or, hey, I should wait for the Mac Pro. That'll do exactly what I want. I should also have the 16 inch Mac. MacBook Pro, like yeah, not not as a freelance journalist in a rapidly collapsing market, Andy, with ChatGPT taking jobs away from you. You should probably think about how much before you work, you can move on to a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, I mean, I, let's be honest. A lot of this is lust, <laughs> not yes. not yeah. rational thinking. It's That's just, Apple's most successful product. <laughs> it is the lust generator, hardware lust. The lust. Yeah, 
Uh, and I understand that. And I don't know if it's my job to talk you off the ledge, but most of us have had more than enough power for yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's like the reason you get a MacBook Pro, I would argue, is not the processor, although the processor is going to do more than the MacBook Air. It's that that screen is amazing, right? That that the the um, the LED backlit display it, with, with high dynamic range support is beautiful. And it comes in 14 and 16. Those are bigger screen sizes than you're going to get on the MacBook Air. Um, it's got more ports, right? It's got more support for better support I for external displays. I do miss my displays. SD Those card reader as a photographer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a nice thing. I, 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 in my head, think I should have an HDMI port, but I have absolutely no use for yeah. it. Yeah. Although I will <laughs> say if, if all you need is an SD card reader, you probably yeah. shouldn't upgrade from an Air to a Pro <laughs> no. just for it's, a card reader. I can sell you, to, yeah, yeah. I can sell you a, a usb card reader for that but like it's just funny that apple's gotten to this point which as impressive as these processors are i think the truth is that the greatest appeal that the macbook pro has over the macbook air is in the other stuff it is in battery and screen and ports and that's that's the stuff where it wins the day uh, for a sizable price premium that a lot of people are willing to pay and i think that's not unreasonable uh personally i chose the air because i thought you know, this is this is way more than I need, but I, I totally understand the pro. And if you've got an M1 Pro, I don't really see the need to go to the M2 Pro. All it is is incrementally faster, and that's probably not speed you're yeah. using. And if you are using that speed and need more of it, like Alex, probably you already know. Yeah. Well, and and for what I was gonna do, what I'm I was about to buy more Mac Minis for, I could do them on the M1 just fine. I'm just glad that there's an M2 that can do it too. You know, so it's, and I think that it is a turnover for, I think if you bought the M1, I I wouldn't worry about it. If you have Intels though, this is a big, you know, it just, this is the time. There's no reason to to be on a Mac, uh, Intel Mac at this point. Biggest, Uh, biggest audience for these products, I think really is all the people who said, um, I'm going to wait for the second generation, right? I I don't trust the first generation of the chip transition. And, I mean, the shit, that's it's gone great. You you kind of missed out, but if you were careful and waited, uh, now is a great time. I have an idea for a new ad campaign for uh, Apple. Just want I'll give this to you for free, Tim. Macos, the lust maker, <laughs> the lust maker. Don't Macos, the Mac of fate. Macos, the lust maker. <laughs> I don't know. I just it it just hit me. Too bad Ricardo Maltaban is no longer with us. Fine. He could really. Yeah. Corinthian Fine Corinthian software. Silicon. <laughs> the silicon. Uh, somebody in the chat room is asking uh, Alex Lindsay, what's the name of that paper thing you put on your uh, iPad? It was. I, you know, it's, it's, it was a, it's a pick. A, a couple I made it a pick. Weeks, it was a pick. So if you go ago. to MacBreak Picks yeah. or MBW Picks or whatever, you'll find it. I, I don't know what I have there's to look two. at it. I bought it off of Amazon. Yeah, there's two on Amazon, and I bought both. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my orders right now. I wanted to see if there was a difference, and there isn't. So it doesn't matter which um, one you get. Uh, I did find that the application was good. My, my big thing is, like, how hard is it to put on? And it, it did a pretty good job of um, uh, I got the paper feel. Paper feel screen protector compatible oh. with the iPad 12.9. So I got that and the paper like, and I yeah, can't remember which one, one I'm using. Uh, set, to be it'll honest. set you back seven dollars and ninety one cents. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah. Paper cool. feel or it's, paper like. Either way, I have the paper. Yeah, they're very, they're highly competitive. I I ordered them both because they were so cheap. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you get it, it by makes, the screen I, size and all that. You know, I draw all my, I talked about this before, right? I draw all my keynotes. You know, I, 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 I sketch them all out every slide before I start working on them yeah. to save time. Actually, and, get the paper feel. It's, it is cheaper. And, and I, I just felt, it just, makes it so much more pleasurable. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's something about the, the drag there that makes it just feel like you're writing on paper. But you said that it doesn't, the color is not quite as, uh, it's like an, it's, it's, you know, it's matte. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's matte. And, and I, part of what I use my iPad for is to see what color I'm actually creating when I don't have a color correct monitor. And so, so I need that one to be like, I need the blacks to be really black, black, you know, and the, and the whites to be right. what they need. And so, it so I, 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 so my, my newer one, I keep, I keep clean. I don't have the brand new one because I was like, I already got two pros. They're both <laughs> the same material. It's PET. It's polyethylene uh, terephthalate. Yeah. So, it, yeah. But get, you know what? Why get the $39 one when you can get the, the $10 one? It seems to me pretty clear. It worked great. Yeah. yeah. I did buy both because I think I wanted to be able to tell people which, and then yeah. I promptly forgot. So get the $10. I don't think there was a difference, as I remember. I like uh, it. Good. Now, let's take a break, because I'll tell you about something I like. More to come with Mac Break Weekly, but I want to talk about my very good night's sleep I had last night. Actually, this morning was funny. It was really, we had a, I guess we had a frost overnight, Jason. It was really, really, really cold. And uh, I like to have sleep with the windows open. And Lisa got up. I got up about 6.30. Lisa got up and then immediately went back to bed and turned our eight sleep up to 10. <laughs> And texted me coffee, please. <laughs> She's and I went in. I brought her coffee, and she said it was just too cold. I had to get back in. But that's the beauty of the eight sleep. You would never know it. We have this amazing eight sleep pod cover. Now you can eight sleep. You can go with a mattress. They make them, but I, we just have the cover because we like our mattress. Put the cover over. It's like a mattress pad, but it does something very special. It features the pod cover features a dual zone temperature control. So you have different, each of you have different settings. You can set each side of the bed to as cool as 55 degrees. And by the way, that's chilly. In a hot summer night, 55 degrees, you've got air conditioning in your bed. Or as hot as 110 degrees. And by the way, that's toasty, roasty on a cold winter's night. You're going to love it. But it goes another step farther because this is, this is a smart device. It has... A, uh, it has sensors built into it based on your biometrics, the temperature in your room, and your sleep stage. The pod cover adjusts the temperature throughout the night to reduce the number of wake-ups, to increase your deep sleep. And deep sleep is the key to everything. Consistent good sleep can reduce the likelihood of serious health issues, decrease the risk of heart disease, lower your blood pressure. There's even studies that say it reduces the risk of Alzheimer's. If you're struggling to fall asleep, if you wake up in the middle of the night, if you're fighting with your partner over the thermostat, <laughs> you need the 8-sleep pod cover. It's amazing. Lisa and I have completely different settings. She likes it really hot. I like to get in the bed and it's cozy. It's warm, not hot, but just kind of, oh, that's comfy. But then what happens is, and I said it initially, and then the sleep doctor kind of watches and adjusts it, is it gets cooler once you're in a deep sleep because it senses that. And it gets cooler and it actually cools you down. If I if I were to wake up in the middle of that deep sleep, I would say, oh, it's cool. Because it turns out biologically, I don't know why, there's a, some sort of reason, but I'm, 
I'm not clear what it is, but you do go deeper into your deep sleep as it cools off. I think because we grew up, you know, we evolved in an environment where you might, you know, put out the fire at night, get in bed, and then it gets cool overnight, right? The, but I have to say, we're not savages. So <laughs> we're not animals. So so when when you when you got to get up, the the sleep kind of goes, okay, and I have it set for like an alarm. It gets a little warmer, and you kind of go, oh, gosh, that feels good. Maybe you don't want to get out of bed, though, so don't get it too warm. Lisa did not want to get out of bed this morning. It's the best-in-class temperature regulation and has sensors that track your health, your sleep metrics. There, you don't have to wear any wearable devices. You will know how much sleep, deep sleep you got, how much REM sleep you got, how long it took you to go to sleep. And I'll tell you what, if, in, if you're in Australia in the summer and it's hot this summer, you're going to love the eight sleeps cooling. And if you're in the northern hemisphere and it's cold because of winter, you're going to love the warmth. And that's the beauty of it. It does both. Better sleep. It's a health habit you'll love sticking to night after night. Wake up fully energized with a pod cover so you could tackle whatever life throws at you. Eight sleep, E I G H T S L E E P dot com slash twit. You'll save $150 on the pod cover. We've had ours for a year now, more than a year. This is our second winter with it. I just love it. And it, when it was really hot this summer, man, I felt great. It saves you money in the long run because you don't have to heat the house, you don't have to cool the house, just cool the bed. Eight Sleep currently ships in the U.S., yes, but also Canada, the U.K., uh, select countries in the EU, and Australia. EightSleep.com slash twit. Thank you, Eight Sleep. Thank you. We bought our Eight Sleep uh, more before they were a sponsor because Kevin Rose told me about it. Then Amy Webb said, yeah, it's really great. So we bought it. And that's the one where I put it on wrong. They have very good videos that explain to you. I think I, <laughs> it's not hard. I just... I'm, you know, I'm not going to read the manual. I can do this. It's obvious. No, well, I watch the, just watch the little video and you'll go, oh yeah, it is obvious, but not like Leo thought. And I had to take it off, and put it back on again. But now I love it. I love it. In fact, that we, they did just send us the new pod three and I haven't changed it because I'm just so happy. Uh, I just, but eventually I'm going to, I'm going to put on the new one. I'll tell you how the new one works. Eightsleep.com slash twit i think ant just i saw uh, some eight, an eight sleep in the uh, office i think ant just got his all right anything more to say about the surprise announcement this morning what did you order jason oh you didn't you're gonna get say, review units yeah i mean i i'm gonna review some of this like i want to see the macbook pro and and i i might be in a market for a mac mini i have a mac mini server in my house it's an intel i3 oh, yeah. i'm eyeing it uh, judgmentally as we speak. Uh, but uh, I, whether I need more there, I, I think the biggest win there might be that it'll use a lot less power than right. the one that I've got running 24-7 but, now. But yeah. your new dog's not going to like it because it's not as warm. Yeah, but it's up in a, it's up like on a shelf in a closet oh. where the, it does not affect. See, that's why we have way. cats. They find the warmth no matter where it is. <laughs> I, our cats haven't found it either. Like it's oh. way it's too it's way too high up. They oh. uh, they can't get there. I'll, you can borrow ours if you really want to see it. Oh, great! Work to find heat. <laughs> I guess we'll be buying a Mac Mini, John. Go ahead, uh, Lisa. It's funny because Lisa two days ago, uh, her M1 MacBook Air, the keyboard's been getting flaky. I've tried a bunch. I blew it out and did a bunch of stuff, and I said you're gonna have to bring it into Apple and have them replace it. And that was all it took. She said, well, is, I'll get a new M2 like you have. And then the next day, Apple surprised us. So I think she's going to get the, I think we're going to end up getting a 14 inch for Lisa. And she always wants the most power. 
<laughs> she, she has no use for it. But don't forget, Mac OS, the lust man. Pivot. Pivot tables. Pivot, Pivot tables. tables. You know, she does do a lot of spreadsheeting. Yeah. But I would never use a 14-inch with a spreadsheet, unless you have a monitor, because wow, that would be painful. Yeah. So I don't know what she, why she wants a laptop. She has not, She has those 49-inch monitors. She's got... They're all over the place. Anyway, what are you getting, Alex? What'd you get? Uh... Um, I, yeah, I haven't ordered them yet because I've been in meetings all morning. Uh, but but I'm gonna um, the I'm, I'm gonna get probably two of the sixteen gigs for myself. I, I'm building this kind of system at home where I can do editing and stuff like that, and not editing, but like uh, cutting a bunch of live shows and kind of building this whole thing out. So I need two more. I was gonna get two M1s yesterday, and I, I waited. <laughs> Timing was good. Day. Because the problem with Apple, the Apple store where I am, it's it's faster to order it than to go to the store. You know, so so I w- almost got them. I, I literally would have ordered them at three and had them at five, you know, f- um, from from the Apple store. So so anyway, I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, and uh, so I'm going to get a couple of them I'm gonna get one for my again. So I'll probably get five or six. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably Jeez. buy five. Do we care? Sizes. Somebody in the chat room saying... But again, that's, I just want to say that that's like the price of one laptop. Like one pretty good setup laptop. No, that's I'm a good point. Six different computers two. going six different yeah. directions. And yeah. So it, it is actually a cost thing for me is that I, I'm now going to buy ones that are doing things. I'm buying multiple computers. They're going to go to multiple people right. and a lot of other things. And I and otherwise, I'd be sucking them all up by paying for monitors that I... You know, again, I don't. I just think laptops are... Unless you're really traveling, I don't think it makes sense. I because even with my Mac Studio, I bought a case for it, and now I just take it to the office. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even like I don't even a laptop to go to the office. I just have a monitor, and I just go down there and I set it down and plug everything in, and um, I don't even turn the computer off because then it comes. It, it actually restores itself better when you don't. <laughs> when I just is it a problem? Out. Somebody in the chat room is complaining that they uh, Apple still doesn't support support DisplayPort two, which is a you know. A, 3x improvement in data rate and sports mm, 16k sure. video with 60 hertz and blah 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 Do you, um, but you don't use any HD, hdmi 2.1 is a, hdmi 2.1 will do all it of does those support things. that right yeah it's like 8k yeah i think it's a i think it's a 2.1 connection um i believe but uh i, I haven't i, I haven't you checked, but i'm pretty it's sure funny it's funny how the Even Apple though TV this is. is the field you work in you don't drive things with your macs particularly right you just you, what do you mean by drive things? Well, I mean, like, if you wanted 10K, you would, well, maybe you would. Would you do it on a Mac? No. No, you get specialized systems for yeah, that. And yeah. those are oftentimes PCs <laughs> to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, so those, but you can, I mean, there, if you have multiple monitor outputs, you can use things like Resolume and other things that'll blend those all together. So you can definitely do it from a Mac. Um, but but you're usually you're using, when you're really doing, like, big screens, you're using things like Resolume or Disguise or other you know, there's big, big apps that do, that do that thing. <laughs> so it doesn't say. I'm looking. It must somewhere say what HDMI version it supports. You could probably figure it out from the yeah. specs that it says. I don't do a lot of. I mean, I have to admit that I, once it's to 4K, I don't really do a lot of monitor work that's over yeah. 4K um, because it's. Um, to be honest with you, my eyesight isn't good enough. Like it doesn't make any. Di- like right. I'm not going to see it um, in my monitors that I'm working in. Um, if I'm close enough and I have a large enough screen, 8K might make a difference, but it's got to be like, I mean, you got to remember that you top 8K, 8K matters when I'm at 85 inches at 
you know, four right. feet. <laughs> like right. after that, after, you or, know, like that's or a, by the way, in VR displays, because you're inches away from it, makes a makes a big difference for yeah. that. I think that, and again, I think that we're going to see. I I would be surprised if those if the. Uh, I think we'll see at least 60, 60 frame per second, six k from the from the headsets. Uh, the upper end might be one twenty by eight k right. per eye, right. um, and that so those those kind of resolutions matter then. And I do think I, a lot of us have noticed that the Final Cut and Motion updates were very slow. Uh-huh. Not much happened uh-huh. this year. Um, one reason for that would be if you were building a bunch of stuff that can't be released yet. So, uh, <laughs> with no information, I have no, I literally have no, no one, no one there. Our talks to evil IRC that, so. is guessing, as I think we are, that the M2 change allows, uh, and the pros allows uh, HDMI 2.1. They do promote Wi Fi 6E. I do think so, yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, chip based. So, yeah. So, I, I think, I think that, I think it is 2.1. I think, yeah. I mean, the Apple TV, the, the newest Apple TV has 2.1. Yeah. So, yeah. And that should be 8K60, I think. That's pretty I don't good. think it's 8K120, but I think it's 8K60 and 4K120. Yeah. And uh, there are a lot of 4K120 displays, TVs. So it makes Not sense. Not a lot of content yet. No. Yeah. Uh, unless so. you're playing video games. Video games, you get the 120. But but yeah. I think that um, it's interesting that the phones shoot 120. <laughs> so yeah. 4, 4K good point. Right now, so. uh, Andy, uh, have you been budgeting for anything? This is a surprise, I, I know. The- yeah, I've got the I got the page in front of me, so I definitely got to go with uh, Mac Mini with the M2 Pro because I want to I want those three displays. Uh, in my budget, I'm I, my budget is roughly more than fifteen hundred, but definitely less than two thousand. And it's like uh, I kind of feel like I got to have the thirty two gigs of unified memory, so that's another four hundred bucks. Bring me up to it's like the old Wheel of Fortune. So so I'm up to sixteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then we get to the question of do we walk away with three hundred dollars in our pocket or do we say okay give me 10 gigabit ethernet uh give me you know, <laughs> don't get 10 gigabit a, ethernet no you don't have that anywhere where are you going to use that uh because i'm hoping to get like five six seven years out of this and if it turns ah, out that like so my if if, if, yeah. if if in that time I, I upgrade my my nas to something with 10 gigs or right. other devices with 10 gigs i'm kind of surprised that at this price point they don't just, don't just give you 10 gigabit ethernet that's kind yeah. of uh, that's kind of interesting to me and you're always going to get at least a terabyte I wish we uh, we have to get Alan Mavantano or somebody to test and see where the the jump in performance is. We know that the at least on the laptops the slow uh, five twelve gig drive is slower than the bigger yeah. one. And you think Alex is maybe two terabytes to the cutoff? I think it's it's in the last in the past is one terabyte. Once one you terabyte, got to one terabyte, yeah. it was a bigger it was yeah. it was a faster. That, that was drive, a big yeah. jump. Yeah. Yeah, my my problem is that like I feel I can justify the idea that hey look I can always buy like a an external drive for extra storage I'll use five twelve I'll use the five twelve internal for uh for the important apps that I got to launch and if I've got a document that is uh, or video that really is that important I'll save partition I'll, I'll save space for that I can't upgrade memory and there might be a time where I'm going to wish I had thirty two instead of sixteen. Is so there like, any yeah. argument, Alex, for getting the? 12 core CPU versus the 10 and the 19 core GPU versus the 16. That's a $300 jump. And it seems like it can't possibly be that big a jump in performance. Uh, it depends on the, it, again, it depends on the application you know, you're using. Yeah. And it depends on how, it depends on how optimized that application is being written to the hardware. Um, because that's the big thing that right now is that we're the big performance stoppage uh, is a lot of times the developers not developing, especially if they're developing, I mean, if they're developing a word processor, it doesn't really matter. But if they're developing audio, video, you know, music, 
synthesizers, that type of thing, those kind of processors matter if they're taking advantage of it. Um, and so uh, a lot of those are going to be what we're going to see more and more of, I think, also is less. The ones that are taking the most advantage of it are, are going to be either really big development teams or um Mac only teams um, it might that be are not worth really going trying to go both directions to the M2 Pro on the Mini though because you get double the memory bandwidth which I imagine makes a difference in, yeah in performance yeah, no, I think so yeah yeah um, it's unified memory so are we happy with 16 gigs do we want to go to 32 gigs does again I guess that just depends on your I mean, use for case, the right? for the little glue ones that I'm getting from my office I'm just getting the eight eight gigs <laughs> I don't I don't need that's always do, blows need... me away because eight feels like Gosh, that seems like nineteen. Yeah. Apple, Apple themselves, <laughs> Apple themselves says that on the on the buying page that if you're sixteen is great for any at least on the M2 Pro. If you're doing normal normal stuff, sixteen will do you fine. Thirty two gigs is desirable if you're editing four K video. Yeah, I'm not editing with the the ones yeah. I'm getting. So it's so it's they, and we've already tested it. Like with the Zoom stuff that we do a lot of, the eight gigs was just fine. Yeah, didn't, yeah, it didn't didn't bother. And of course, as we've said before, you cannot upgrade either the memory or the storage uh, on these. Right. So get what you need because that's what you're going to have for the life of the machine. Yep. You can do external storage, but you can't. Memory is memory. You're not going to be able to do anything. And external storage is not as fast as the internal. You said that's really important. I'm, uh, you said it many times, Alex, but I really want to reiterate well, that. That I, even I, with I, Thunderbolt I think... 4, your external storage is not as fast as these fastest internal drives but what we don't know is if all of these at every level the mac minis right. are what what is the speed of those SSDs? are they yeah you know so so on the pro on the pro side of it i'm gonna bet that that is the same drive speed as we see in the studio in the base units i would be surprised if it was yeah. like I, I think it'll probably be so i think your external drive would be just as fast because i think it just won't have that that's what it was on the on the uh laptop and there was some there were some complaints mm -hmm. about that when you got 512 gigs right. you got a slower ssd um yeah so all right good buying advice thank you uh and you know what is great. These are people who put their money where their mouth is. These are not people who are, uh, you know, just saying, spend the money, spend the money. This, they're putting their own money out, too. Yeah. Good Lord, yes. <laughs> Good Lord, am I putting out the money. But just remember, Mac OS, the lust maker. And and one thing that I am doing, because I have a lot of shared, shared libraries over NAS, is I'm looking at, I'm getting the 10 gig Ethernet connection. Yeah, that's what Andy so was while saying. I'm Someday not, make it a Synology with a 10 yeah. GBE. Then yeah. you, then you, you know, internally, of course, you'd have to wire your whole house with Cat Six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the challenge. I, I have a giant, I have a giant spool over to, over here for that very reason. And it's like eventually, yeah. I guess I got to do something with that it's spool. Happen. But it's I'm like, right, it's either that or I, I, I set up a museum where uh, there's a room that every with oversized objects in it, and I say that it's thread because that's what it looks like. It's literally <laughs> like a. Big I'm spool going of thread to be knitting a six gigabit cable. quilt. <laughs> I got to find a big needle is the problem. I, I, I just give it, I'm just going to put, I, I have to rewire it this year finally. And uh, I have wire. Fortunately, there's wiring in the house. So it just matter of pulling it. I was like, if I'm going to go through all this trouble and get all that you have stuff in my hair. In the house, and, so it won't be hard. Uh, but if I'm going to pull all that stuff through, I'm going to just yeah. put tech 12 in. Call it I a just drill holes in the outside of my house, Leo. That's what I have to do. I, don't, <laughs> oh, I, I have no other method is God. to staple it to the staple lid and then drag, drill a hole and Oof. run it, run it inside. It's great. 
Good stuff. 1950s construction. You might best. you might as well get that uh, uh, Ethernet cable with LEDs built in, and then you can just have permanent Christmas lights. It'd be great. Oh, that's <laughs> a great idea. I love it. I just Power made, over I Ethernet lights. I just made that product it. up. I don't know if it exists. It should. It should. Uh, we're just checking just in. Uh, now it does exist. It just happened. <laughs> I say embrace the Ethernet. Might as well. You, you, you talk about the efficiencies of Chinese manufacturing. They yeah. stole it Ooh. even before you had the, that, the, the that sentence quick. completed. Had a thought and boom. Uh, I'm try- I'll have to look and we just put, remember a couple of years ago, we put in uh, Ethernet everywhere. And I hope we put in at least Cat Six. What do I need for a ten gigabit Cat Six or E Six E? What do I need? Well, and, and I don't know if you need it for the whole house. I mean, my whole thing is is that I'm going to probably have a You'll server be next to you. Your stuff is, your they'll server. all be looking at yeah, it yeah. next to each other, so yeah. I don't have to run yeah. it that that far. I can't six, I think, is what you need for ten gigs. Six. You know? Okay. Depends on the length. Let's say it's a hundred feet. Six E. <laughs> I wouldn't put any less than 60, but again, if you're doing it very long, I'm just going to put I can't fiber in. I've got, I can't remember what we put in. SFPs. Yeah. <sighs> I thought, See, is, I probably thought to myself, I don't need 10 gigabits. Who need, no one would ever need 10 gigabits. <laughs> it's SFPs. That's all you need. How many, how many of these, LC, how many of these five megapixel JPEGs am I going to be sending from exactly. one place to another? For heaven's yeah, sake. Exactly. Exactly. All right. My Apple Quick Take camera only shoots at 120, <laughs> 160 by 120. For heaven's sake, stop Those trying to upsell Those were the worst. Me. Remember how bad that was? was it, maybe it was 320. It was 320 by 160. What? Oh, you mean the Quick, the quick Take? The yeah, quick the Quick take. take. Yeah. Was it 240? I had the Panasonic. I had the Panasonic that came out in 1997, and it was like 1600 by 1200. I have a lot of photos that I wish were bigger now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that wasn't the one you saved to floppy disk, was it? No, no, no. It, it had like a... I think you just had to plug the camera in. I don't think it had an external way to pull the camera stuff off of it. It was like a, it looked like a little spaceship. It was kind of cool. There's a uh, cat Sony 12. Mavica. Is there really a cat 12? No. No, there's no. just called fiber. That's, 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 fiber, the, that's the audio fiber. file. That's the audio file standard. Cat 12. <laughs> yes, it's gold. It's made out of My solid whole thing is I just, gold. I just never want to do it again. So I was like, if I just pull cat 12, well, right. everything. Then that's I just, why you put it, conduit it, I, in because you could. You know, it's not. Con- I don't have conduit. It's just snaked through. Someone already did it, so there's holes. Uh, I, just, I can, but the good, the good thing is, is I can now attach that to the one that's already there and pull it through. That's the key. Is that I? And, and Jason's like, no, you can't do that. I mean, no, you can. That's the. the it's oh, just yeah. you said holes, and I'm like, oh, so much for conduit, isn't it, Alex? It's just, yeah. I don't think there's I have a hole with a wire, and if I tape other <laughs> wires to it, I can pull them through, and that's basically a conduit. <laughs> It's close. Meanwhile, it's I'll be close. out on my ladder, you know. <laughs> we just, we, we just ran out, fiber. So. We just ran fiber down to the pit, and it was like it was nice because we could lift up the 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 the, the floor tiles because it's a big production facility. But still, when we lifted them up, we were like, no one has lifted these up for a very long time. <laughs> the pit <laughs> we should like, explain is a basement. Uh, yeah. Sound studio that he does the podcasts in and other stuff, uh, and yeah. it's in the building that used to be. Uh, the Lucas the ILM main stage, the ILM, ILM main, main stage, stage and, and, uh, and the pit is now, um, leased by John McDermott, who's the guitarist for stroke nine. <laughs> if you remember that band, uh, he had a bunch of back. gold records down there and some guitars, yeah, so, but, but he, but the, uh, but yeah, so we were really, we've been trying to, we've been slowly building it up, but we, we opened up the, the, the floor and yeah, and it was a lot of, a lot of rats had been down there. Um, oh. a lot of random spilled drinks and other things. Paraphernalia? No, no paraphernalia. But but we Damn. we didn't know. We thought we might find some some kind of bodies down there, but not not human bodies, but just things. And I know. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, we I'm didn't just know saying. That. 
if it was a visiting musician that with any credibility, like you could vacuum and then that HEPA filter would probably, you could have made <laughs> enough money back well, to another place. The funny thing is once you're, once you're in the pit, it's, it's the cleanest it's ever been. You see the pictures in <laughs> light and magic. I mean, uh, you know, John keeps it like pristine. So it's just, it's pristine. Once you go in there, it's like a, it's perfect. What did they use but, it and you for? Look it was like a, a dubbing booth. Well, it days? originally was used. I, I think it was originally used as a Foley pit. Foley. And then it, and then so the guys you got took sand it and you got mud and you got plaster. And and I, <laughs> I can, and then, and then the guys, well, the guys moved in and then, um, uh, Spaz, Steve Williams and, and, um, uh, moved in there. And that's where they did the first walking cycles for the T-Rex and everything That was else. in the and pit? Then, yeah, that was in the pit. Yeah. <gasps> that was the, the very first T-Rex. <laughs> that's that was Ran their office the was the pit because i on yeah. that great yeah. and you recommended that on the disney plus they have that uh great documentary about ilm mm. and they talk yeah. about this because this was for jurassic park they were still using practical effects yeah and uh and you know little stop action dinosaurs yeah. and 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 they and the guy's nickname is spaz is politically incorrect as it is and Wilson said, we, that, think, that we, we think we could Steve do it. We, oh, well, I don't know who the other guy was. Anyway, that we could do it in a computer because it was very early days of computer graphics. So they just on their own time animated a T-Rex and then what said to Spielberg, come here. Well, or, so actually, the was story George, is, think, right? Come the here. story is, is that there were still the, the you weren't supposed to do that like you weren't supposed to do the cg they were, they had already had a plan they had a way to do this they had a and the, they had, they had the a guy building building a giant yeah. t-rex stop action the, model the story i heard was that 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 steve just left it running on his monitor when steven spielberg came down like he didn't just say anything about it there was no it. proposal it doesn't it, it's not told that way in the in the in the documentary that makes but sense what <laughs> i heard was is that Dennis he just Murin. left it there That's running the other guy, and and Spielberg looked at it and just was like, what is that? You know, and that, and, and I, the rumor is, is that uh, a lot of folks at, at ILM were not happy because <laughs> it was not, chiefly it was not George. a plan. George could be. Uh, oh, chiefly, I think Dennis, you know, Dennis, Dennis was not super okay. excited about it. He got an Academy Award for it, but he wasn't, I don't think yeah. he was very happy at the moment because it, yeah. it, looking back now as someone who runs a company, it was definitely not a, uh, it, you, you, he created a whole new set of variables that no one knew how to solve. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Very interesting. Anyway. Very, very. It, it's I, well worth seeing. Fiber. It's yeah. About fiber. Steve Spaz Williams and uh, his his uh, partner, I, who will remain nameless forever. Uh, Mark to pay, I think. I think Mark? Mark uh, that sounds pay. right. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. remember. Anyway, it's worth watching the uh, documentary for the clean version of what really happened. <laughs> now you know the truth. <laughs> the the cor- the corporate approved the version corporate of version. history. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there is some other news. Is there anything else about this announcement that we wanted to talk about? I, I don't want to leave anything undone. Mark Dippy. I think it's Depay, but Depay. Maybe, maybe Mark Depay. Yeah. It is Dippy, but he calls himself Depay. <laughs> no, I'm it's got an umlaut. Depay residence yeah, engineer the house speaking. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the Dippy's here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Nothing else. Going, going, gone. Digital ID on phones, perhaps, coming to California. The governor didn't mention Apple, though, which was weird. Uh, during his budget speech, Governor Gavin Newsom said, in a matter of months, we're finally going to have those digital wallets. Okay, Gavin, you sound like an old guy. We're going to have those, you know, those digital wallet doohickeys. 
where you can get your driver's license on a digital wallet. We're going to do it like no other state has done it. Well, other states have used Apple. There's only a few that have, but there's issues. Ours, we think, it, he's starting to talk, sound like Donald Trump. It, they're going to be great. We think it'll be next level. <laughs> We're so excited about what the DMV can look like. Obviously ad-libbing here. Uh, but I wonder, Apple it, did not mention California when they mentioned the states that have committed to use digital IDs and Apple Wallet. Sure sounds like he got a briefing a couple weeks ago, and then somebody mentioned, he's remembered. like, oh, yeah, 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 we got that thing. Dimly we remembered. got that thing with the, with yeah, the ID. We're going to do that thing. On, the, on them computers? Other states have, have, have done it, but we're not going to do it like they've done it. Well, maybe a few have done it. I don't, anyway. We'll do better, though. It'll be awesome. It'll yeah. be great. Like, the kids in the DMV <laughs> tell me it'll be great. <laughs> You know, you know, like when you go to the store and you can just run the thing over the thing and it goes beep and you get charged. It'll be like that only five times. Better. Bada bing, bada bang. And then yeah. you are on an airplane. Yeah. yeah. I just hope this this is uh, unfortunately like the federal government hasn't given uh, uh, state IDs are, as the name implies, controlled by the states. There's no federal legislation that says that here's what a state ID he has to do as far as as far as I know. Last time I looked into it was a few years ago. Uh, but this is one of the things where you absolutely want the dumbest solution available. You want the you don't want the most innovative. You don't want the most uh, ex, most ex incredible and slick and whatever. You want something so that if someone has a really cheap, free with a one year data commitment uh, phone, that it will work on that phone because you can't have features. You can't have this be only easy for people who can afford an Apple phone or even a Samsung phone. It has to. Be be something that works for everybody one week ago mark german said apple is working on adding touch screens to its mac computers uh, but it won't be don't get your hopes up it's not going to be today it's not going to be next year it's going to be in 2025 yeah. as part of a larger update to the macbook pro according to the people who asked not to be identified because the plans are private yeah, but that's I'm glad that they're if this is true, I'm glad that Apple's breaking what used to what what is currently a serious dogma. It's not I don't think that they seriously think about how the Mac could be enhanced with screen displays. I don't think they've done what they've historically done, which is look at what has been done with touch screen displays on Windows and looked at what works and what doesn't work and put their own spin on it. I do think that they've been trapped by dogma saying that our touch our touch screen touch screen operating system is iPad OS uh, for large screens uh, mac os is not a touchscreen os uh, when we have seen how really really wonderful touchscreen uh, on a large screen uh, can can actually be and we were just talking last i was just saying last week that if apple ever came out with uh, an ipad a macintosh and an ipad pro form factor oh my god would i be first in line to buy something like that because uh, uh, all the all the advantages of this tiny, tiny little thin thing that has a, a clip on uh, clip on uh, typeable keyboard with the ability to simply freestyle it on the sofa uh, and still be able to run Mac operate Mac uh, full desktop apps instead of having to st deal with what you got to deal with when you're running iPad OS. Oh, my God, I'd be so quick in line for that. I suppose it'd be nice to have the choice, but I do notice that uh, like this desktop has touch, but I never use it. 
Uh, and it's that gorilla arm thing, as Mike Sargent calls it, where you, you, you know, you well, know, I mean, yeah. you know, I think I think that's I think that's really short sighted. No, no pun intended, because the, the 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 idea is that, oh, well, it doesn't work because I'm not going to be taking my hands off the keyboard to do a touch. Take my hands off the keyboard to do a touch. Let's not forget that we're not that far away from when Apple said, hey, take your hands off the keyboard to to uh, to, to to look at this little touch bar, uh, to hit this little touch bar above the keyboard. And also, it's not necessarily if, if, if I have a trackpad between my hands, I'm going to be using it if i got a mouse under my hand i'm going to be using it what it's good for is when you are literally just trying to scroll 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 there are times even when i'm using my ipad when i switch to the ipad uh, my my macbook and i will just almost almost reflexively reach into to, to, to scroll pinch and zoom because that's the way that i interact with screens these days i, le- I would at least like to see apple look at what a mac can be with touchscreen i think they would come up with something that would really bring things forward and make me make me uh, uh, make me less jealous at times when I look at exciting form factors in the Windows space of laptops. Right. There's, I mean, there are two paths for them here, right? There is this conservative path, which I, I agree about. I mean, Gorilla Arms is about spending all day with your arms extended, touching a, a screen that's that's perpendicular to your keyboard. And like, yeah, okay, of course not. But uh, using one of those laptops, it's all second nature to literally everybody now that you see a, a, a dialogue box on screen and you want to tap it closed or you want to just move a finger on the screen and flick it to flick up the web browser. And that is not a gorilla arms gesture. It's a very simple gesture. And, and they're not going to take the trackpad away. It's just an additional input method. That's a very conservative path for Apple to walk, but I feel like they could walk it. And, you know, every year that passes, there are more people out there who think of touch as being something that should be on every single screen in existence. The other path is what Andy says, which is if you've got a touch screen, you can like Apple hasn't made a new looking MacBook for what, 12, 13 years. And I, I think they've, I think they've kind of perfected the perpendicular laptop thing, but (laughs) on the windows side with touch, you end up with this scenario where it's like, well, what if I folded the keyboard back or what if I detached the keyboard and Apple has not ever been able to play in that space on the Mac only on the iPad because of the lack of touch. And I don't know whether they will choose to go down that path, but boy, I also would be very interested interested in seeing what would happen if Apple said, what if we had a Mac OS laptop that you can pull a keyboard off of and use with Apple Pencil and Touch? That would yeah. be really interesting. I, I just wonder when when the iPad just runs Mac OS. You know, like they're, they're, they're coming so close together, you know, and the thing is now that we have Resolve running on the iPad and you can hack it so that it opens up the other windows uh, that aren't that aren't released yet, it is it's obvious that the these two things developing for both of these starts to come together. So I maybe they have the Mac do that, but maybe you just have something that's a little bit more beefy than the iPad Pro that is otherwise, you know, run something. I, I just feel like the two of them are coming to get very, very close together now. You know, yeah, there are a lot of people who use them, use Macs as drawing tablets with a Cintiq uh, a screen attached to it. And yeah, so the idea of having that, well, no, don't buy this external display that kind of puts some distance between you and the content. Here is a 16 inch or even an 18 inch or 20 inch Mac that will work with Apple Pencil. A lot of creatives, video editing, even video editors, but certainly artists, uh, designers would absolutely go in for that. Well, and I think that when you do that, though, to to the point that was made earlier is that that you want to get rid of the keyboard. So if you want to start drawing, you want to pull that off and have it be something that that you're drawing on. The keyboard is part of what makes the quote unquote gorilla arms is reaching over this keyboard. So I think that if Apple goes to a point where a MacBook 
does that. It just feels like it's just a bigger iPad at some point, you know, like it, that, that gives oh, you yeah. the Mac OS running on it. Um, it's detachable. You have a detachable keyboard that you can draw on and, and do all the other things. And that would be, I mean, that would be amazing. Like it would they, be they, really cool. I think I'm, I'm with base, but I think they could figure some things out. And I mean, as we're discussing this, I could think about all the times when uh, the original Mac was kind of dismissed that, Hey, people don't want to take their hands off the keyboard to keep touching this mouse thing mm-hmm. off the side and, and say, well, imagine, imagine a world in which apps are designed for the mouse and designed to be used that way. Uh, and uh, look, think about all the times when all you're doing is you're scrolling anyway, or using the page up, page down keys mm-hmm. on the keyboard anyway. Couldn't that be easier? So this, these are questions that are being answered really, really well uh, on the, uh, on Chrome OS and on, uh, and on Windows. I would love to see Again, uh, Apple investigate that on the Mac because I think they could do some really great stuff. And yeah. my question isn't actually, Alex said, you know, what about the iPad? I actually start to think about it from the other direction, which is what about the Mac? Like the iPad Pro, not the base level iPad right. that is used so commonly, but that iPad Pro that Apple, and I love the iPad Pro, but like Apple has invested so much time, so many resources in making a more Finder-like files app and yeah. do inventing a pointer, which is a great pointer. And trying to do like driver kit and they built the magic keyboard to give it a keyboard and a trackpad. They did, they've done all this stuff to sort of make it like a laptop, but they can never quite get there because it's hard uh, for something that was built around being all touch and originally being an iPhone to do that. And I wonder at some point if you might not say, what if we approach this from the Mac side? And what if all the work we've done on the iPad allows us to create a better tablet mode on Mac OS that runs iPad apps and Mac apps or whatever? and, And not to say this is easy. This is all really hard stuff that would take years. But I wonder... There's a possibility, at least, that inside Apple, they've looked at this and said, maybe we went around about this from the wrong direction. Well, or maybe they started Kermit's, thinking about it That's what Kermit's years ago. saying, maybe. But, I mean, he says it's not going to be out for two years. I think he's kind of saying that that glacial movement towards that has produced a, a, a product, but it's going to take a while. We, you think we look they've been the doing it for 15 and, years, Alex? Maybe 10. Really? At least 10. Oh, I think yeah. people internally have been looking at it. And was it the executives? Uh, Was it Steve Jobs who kept it from happening? I don't think I don't think anyone's kept it from happening. I think merging the two operating systems is really complicated. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're talking about merging, you not touch, to not touch on Mac OS. No, but you're talking you know, about like I, I'm, I'm saying that that having having the two of them coming together, not not to be maybe one OS, but to, you now have a unified hardware infrastructure. You have a unified. I mean, there's a I mean, lot. We certainly moved a long way. A lot towards of things that, that took a long time. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. to to that, um, that M2 Air and the M2 iPad Pro are basically the, the same, same, right? Yeah. 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 And yet one of them runs one OS and one runs the other yeah. and they have yeah. some apps in common. And and let's not forget the opportunity cost sort of that's lost here, which is if you if you say artificially the Mac can never be anything but a standard laptop and mm. all other things must be handled by the iPad. I mean, why? Why does it have to be that way? But they have they have steadfastly up to now said that that has to be the case. And as much as I like the iPad you can't deny the fact that they have tried so hard to make it like the Mac and that there's probably somebody on the other side saying, or what if it was the Mac and had a simplified iPad mode for certain circumstances instead of trying to shove all of this stuff into iPad OS where maybe it's just not a great fit. Well, and and I think that the other thing is, is that it's, I don't think that the Mac OS is going away, but I think that the, the, to, to Jason's point that we just get to a point where we want to, run Mac apps, you know, on the, on the iPad and just, just go full screen and do what we're going to do. 
because we're already running the iPad apps on the Mac and we do that all the time. Like Mix Effect Pro, which is something we use a lot, is we just run them on Mac minis because it's a lot more, you know, it's a lot easier for, to, to sit in a, in a server than an iPad is. And so, and, and, and running iPad apps on the, on a Mac went from, this is really cool to, I can't believe you're not doing it. Like you, you, you immediately <laughs> like, oh, and then when you start looking at Resolve, I think Resolve is the first real app that you go, oh, like that's a real hard to do Mac app that is running on a iPad, you know? And, um, and I think that that is, I just think that you'll, we're one or two iPads away from you just being able to switch the iPad mode to Mac OS and right. Yeah. Or, or, or MacBooks away. Right. Cause it might not be yeah. an iPad because I think they're going to be iPads that aren't Macs for a long time, if mm-hmm. not forever, because I think it is a successful product at the lower end, but at that high end, like start to think about it. It's not even a, it's a Mac that can have an iPad mode, not an iPad yeah, that runs Mac OS, remember, but they're all the same. Remember right? what happened when Microsoft did that to windows Windows 8.1, and it was a disaster where they had a, and they still yeah, do, by okay. the way, but they've hidden it deep within Windows, have a tablet mode. Uh, it really but they did it a lot faster. They, they did it a lot faster yeah, than yeah. Apple's doing. I mean, I think right, the people at Apple probably looked over the hedge there and said, well, we've got to be careful totally. not to do that to ourselves. Yeah. But they, but to, to their credit, they did bounce back really well with uh, Windows no, 10 and Windows did. 11. Yeah. If it, it switches, uh, it's. I think that Windows, Windows 10 and 11, and also uh, actually Android, does a really good job of explaining how you can design a, a unified interface that makes as much sense with touch uh, pen and with uh, trackpad as uh, so maybe that's as, been uh, as any other and i think that well i think i think that the one of the things that made me really happy to see oh they think he's predicting it two years out it does imply it would imply for me that what there it will it will accompany and also an overhaul to the macintosh user interface so that not to make it dumber and more ipad like but to give it some of the qualities that those other two operating systems have where uh, you don't really know you don't you, you don't really notice necessarily that uh, the, the the buttons you're clicking on with the trackpad and the mouse and the the handles for moving windows around are all that different but once you switch into a touch mode you notice that wow those touch targets are a lot easier to get to the 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 the, the low layer interface that tries to figure out what you're trying to tap uh, with a mouse becomes a lot more complicated because now it has to figure out uh, how you're going to hit how you're going to hit a target with a with a much more blunt instrument so to speak so i th- i think that I, I, I while i'm not really a fan of the whole at one point these two operating systems are going to become one thing i do believe that as it's been doing for the past 5 or 6 or 7 years they're all going to continue to grow from each other so that someone who is switching from one to another in the, in the, over the course of the workday won't feel will will feel as though they're having one seamless experience. I maybe not as convinced as y'all are. I'm surprised actually. Um, I know I must touch my screen because I have fingerprints on my MacBook, but uh, <laughs> it's unconscious. Um, I feel like Apple's going what Apple's doing, which is interesting, is moving the apps from the iPad and iPhone to the desktop without. Just making the operating systems compatible is probably yeah. 90% of it, isn't it? If you can get the uh, iOS apps on your desktop, do you need, I guess you still need touch for some of them and. Yeah. Well, aren't we already kind of seeing that with the ability to uh, have my uh, have my iPad Pro right next to my my MacBook screen, just simply roll my pointer yeah, off of one screen that. and onto the other, yeah. and not really be aware that now I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in not screen mirroring mode or screen extension mode, but I'm actually running iPad OS off of the same keyboard and mouse. I wonder what their plan is. I really do. Anyway, it's an interesting data point from Mark Gurman, and I think 
something worth talking about. Real quickly, just a couple more stories to get through before we get to your picks of the week. Uh, a couple of App Store stories. <laughs> there was an app that looked just like the uh, iPod. It was called Retropod. <laughs> Uh, and then it got successful. It went viral on TikTok, so Apple yanked it. Uh, they didn't say why they've yanked it, nor have the developers say why they yanked it. But uh, at least 9 to 5 Mac thinks it's because, well, it turns the iPhone into an iPod. And who would want that? Well, once Apple starts saying that it's okay to uh, to mimic an actual authentic Apple product that opens the floodgates to a lot of bad things. So I could see why they're being. It's not the first time there that. was another app called Rewound. The same thing happened, and Apple uh, yanked it. This Apple can't do anything about. There is a boot ROM <laughs> exploit <laughs> for the iPod Nano. Ooh, third gen to fifth gen. Uh, Ten years too late, says the headline. But I do recommend the article. <laughs> I do recommend the article because it's a very interesting. Uh, article about how you would find an exploit, how you would reverse engineer the iPod tech stack, and also a lot of information about the iPod tech stack. I, it's very everything's encrypted and signed. They, you know, the bootloader is signed, and it, it tries not to load something that's malicious and so forth. So it's very, it's really interesting to read how the uh, author of this article figured it all out. Because uh, he really wanted, for some reason, to reverse engineer a uh, third generation, fourth generation, fifth generation iPod Nano. Of course, if if you like this kind of thing, I guess somehow he was able to get a dump of the, um, I guess he disassembled it, a dump of the code. And I love this part of the of the uh, of the piece. As you're looking at the code, he says, "Well, do 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 you see that? You see that right there." <laughs> that's the bug. Uh, uh, so if you feel, can you see it? The bug is right there. If BM request type and, and three equals zero, the user controlled index populated from the lower byte of the W index field of the setup packet is used as an index. Oh no. Into G state USB handlers without any boundary checks, children. And you know what oh, that geez. means. <laughs> jump and jump. Hosafat. I love it. I love reading articles like this. That's it. The bug's yep. right there. Can you see it? So, uh, but it's fascinating. If you want to know how this kind of stuff happens, you know, how, and, and the kind of work it takes, and it, it's kind of yep. cool. It's like code breaking, especially <laughs> they're, since they're, it's an old device nobody cares about anyway. It makes it it's fun. these people these people they're 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 like colombo it's like yeah well there's there's this thing that just bugs me and it's gonna keep on I mean, they're gonna keep on it and keep on it until it stops bugging them and will be and it, there's nothing silly about it it's 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 heroic it's very very human to say that if this 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 thing that's designed to keep me out i'm believe that there's a way that i can get into that that's surge really, and and now, and now we're a step closer to seeing it running doom which is always the goal <laughs> isn't it? Or Linux. Uh, credit to Serge Bazansky, who wrote the uh, article. His blog is q3k.org. He says, you want to be part of the useless old device zero days scene? <laughs> Apply within. I love it. This is really cool. That's my kind of hacking. That is amazing. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> that, that's like the people who found a bug in Apple II ProDOS and released a new version of ProDOS. Wow. In like 2020. 2020, 2019. Wow. And you boot up on the Apple II and it says 2019. You go, what? what? But, yeah. uh, I love it. What it's was... like we're fixing bugs from 1989 and we're <laughs> hacking iPods from yep. 
2009. I, I love RetroTech is the best. It's nice, yeah, because it's a very benign kind of hacking. I mean, not, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. Not gonna, there's it's no beautiful. exploit coming out of this. It's just fun. It's interesting. Was, wasn't there an wasn't there an Apple II game that only recently finally had its copy protection cracked? And when the person finally cracked it, they found a hidden message from the developer saying, "Okay, well, I guess you finally like got, <laughs> finally got, got in." <laughs> so, so as a reward, here's a secret code for oh, wow. like an upcoming game, uh, like to get, and nobody's figured out what that upcoming game is supposed to be. <laughs> And there, there are several new Apple II games that have been released wow. in the last five years where people have written. It's just, I, I love it. I, I, it's so great. I think somebody did a new Atari 2600 game too. Like people, yep. th- oh, yeah. that's the yep. next level is you're not just emulating old systems. You're writing new software for old systems. That's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. The best. Yep. Goldman no, Sachs it's, it's, says, you know that darn Apple card thing? It costs yeah. us a billion dollars. How do you lose money <laughs> doing a credit card? Goldman Sachs has found new ways to lose money. You work with a company that is super specific about how they mm. want it, how they want it to work and are inflexible, you know, like, you know, and so I think that that uh, you have to be always careful um, about working. You know, the thing with Apple is, is that, man, they pay attention to details, you know, and so you, you'll look at something and think about how it would be done in the real world and then you enter the apple world and they're like well we don't want it to be that way and we want it to be this easy and we want this to this interface and we want this little edge on this little corner to be this way and it has to be that way or we can't release it and and we want the the, how the customer is told what to do has to be a very specific way and that all of that starts to add up. <laughs> so, so it's yeah, it's and sometimes you find out that like the reason why Apple's uh, Apple like is oh we're sticklers on design and making it right and the best user experience and we don't understand we 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 think it's terrible that these other companies haven't been doing it thus far and then sometimes you find out well the reason why we haven't been doing it that way is because we would go out of business in about eleven weeks if we did it exactly the way you want to do it. Um, it's not quite as dire with this story, but it does show like when you tr- when you take your own business model and you try to adapt processes that are absolutely alien and new. Sometimes it is because, again, that word dogma. Sometimes it's because of fear. And sometimes it really is because there's really is a third rail. There's a way to navigate around it, but you got to be really careful around it. Uh, do not, I guess we're going to have to amend our uh, recommendation for an Apple TV. Do not buy an Apple TV if you don't have Apple, other Apple devices, particularly an iPhone. Uh, somebody discovered this in the new Apple TV, um, you know, OS. Uh, you have to have an iPhone in order to accept the new iCloud terms and conditions. It says, you know, update with iPhone, new clouds and conditions, accept it on a device running iOS 16 or later. Uh, I don't know if there's a workaround yet. This is fairly uh, fairly new information. Came from a guy tweeting, Hoogelgopf. Hoogelgopf says... I own an Apple TV. I own not a single other Apple device, not one. Every time I start the Apple TV, I get this prompt now. Apple, what do you expect me to do about this? That would be annoying. We'd love to see you buy an iPhone. That would be, ask Tim Cook. There's the solution. His standard response. Yes. That's weird. I don't know. Just a bug. Maybe it's a bug. Maybe they'll fix it. Because I'm sure they want to sell Apple TVs to as many people as want to buy them. I think it's a pretty, it's it's a fairly uncommon thing to see someone do is to not have any other Mac and get an Apple TV. It, it may, it probably is a bug, but it probably is because no one did it before. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty rare it, because most people who are using the Apple plus or Apple TV plus that don't have that are using it 
that's the one that's shipped in the built into the TV and in, built into the TVs. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a very interesting um, behavior to, to do that. I want to pass along a consumer tip from the verge. Sheena Vasani. No, you cannot get a 16 terabyte SSD for a hundred bucks. <laughs> in case you were wondering, apparently they're being am- advertised on Amazon. Josh Henriksen, the editor in chief of review geek bought one of these tore it down Found out inside 64 gigabit gigabyte micro SD card and a USB 2.0 card reader. Uh, Adrian Kingsley Hughes in ZDNet, same thing. Uh, the Verge has confirmed there are several of these on the first page of results for external SSD. Do not be tempted. Uh, a 16 terabyte external SSD should cost you much more than $100, like maybe a couple of thousand. So, although the prices are dropping, I can see how people be fooled by this, right? Because you know, hey, wow, the prices really have dropped a hundred bucks. Yeah, what a deal! You're just paying for Samsung marketing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, right. It seems to be like a hundred dollars is the thing. There was a Stream Deck, you know, that went out, and it suddenly was a hundred dollars for a day or two days or something like that. And a bunch of us bought it, knowing that probably eh, I don't know if this is really going to work. Yeah, and yeah, I still I still haven't received oh, yeah. it. It's still sitting there, you know, and I. Uh, I mostly wanted to see what would happen. And you get into this, it got, the scammers got you into this thing where they said it's shipping. So it's in this state that Amazon oh, doesn't yeah, know what to do yeah, with. Yeah. And so they kind of sit in between. But generally, if something is way cheaper than it should be, it probably is not. Did you see my little cute little teeny weeny stream deck that I got? This little I know, I have one of those. Those, are great, those are great for PowerPoint. Or not PowerPoint, but Keynote. That's those how it starts. Little, like, that's yeah, how that's it starts. It starts with a little one, and then you get I started bigger, with one of those. You got knobs, and <laughs> no, 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 now your now your kitty can scream. Can stream. <laughs> this uh, actually, yeah. John made for me. Did you buy it just for this, or did we have one lying around? Oh well, we should buy it, buy you a replacement, so I can actually switch. I can now switch shots. I can switch to the wide shot, just in case I want to. Like, it, it, it ah. give me the illusion of control is what this is all about. <laughs> oh, don't go. It don't leave, John turns, Ashley. Stay here. I need you. <laughs> it just turns on the light in the bathroom, Leo. Bad news. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Uh, Dropbox has announced they are going to finally support Mac OS 12.5 and later. Uh, it all happened when kernel extensions were yanked. You know, they didn't. And you know what? You had plenty of time, Dropbox. But OneDrive got bit by it too. Dropbox says you can expect if you are a Dropbox user, uh, you can expect to receive a, an update between now and the end of May. Uh, you can also join the beta if you want. Basic plus professional and family plan customers just turn on early releases and watch for a noti- notification. Uh, I how are so I'm using it. I don't know how I'm using it without. I think I use Dropbox. I'm pretty sure I use it on a Mac. <laughs> I guess it's just not native. Is that the issue? I don't know. I don't know. Let's take a break. When we come back, you are going to pick some stuff, fellas. Pick of the week time coming up next. But first, let me tell you my pick for hiring our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. It happens a lot in any business. Uh, Businesses are made of people like Soylent Green. It's made of people uh, and the you know, the success of your business or the failure of business really depends on the people working in the business. This is a tough time right now because you're building new goals for 2023. Maybe you've got some new openings. Maybe you've lost some people over the holidays. Finding qualified candidates 
or this is tough nowadays adjusting to candidates work preferences all hiring challenges we all face but there's one place you can go to hire the perfect person fast zip recruiter and you can try it for free right now ziprecruiter.com/macbreak we use it when we need somebody fast Lisa will go right to ZipRecruiter because you post immediately to more than 100 job sites and social networks, so you're getting the word out. ZipRecruiter makes it easy to screen inbound candidates, too, because they reformat the resumes. They make sure that those emails don't go to your inbox or your your phone calls go to your voicemail. They all go into the ZipRecruiter interface, which makes it very easy to rank them, screen them, rank them, and Hire the right person fast. You can have uh, screening questions, multiple choice, yes, no, even essay questions. And then here's something really cool. ZipRecruiter uses its own powerful matching technology to help you find the right candidates for the job. If you see a candidate who'd be a perfect fit, ZipRecruiter makes it easy to send them a personal invitation so they're more likely to apply. That makes a big difference. ZipRecruiter also offers attention-grabbing labels you can put on your postings. We're going to start using this, like remote training provided or remote okay, that kind of thing. Because, frankly, employees are, these days are kind of in the driver's seat. They have their they have their needs, their wants. And if you want a great employee, you better let them know you can help. ZipRecruiter's user interface is the best, too. Easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates all from one place. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all those roles you want to fill in 2023. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. We usually get it even faster, like in hours. It's amazing. See for yourself. Go to ZipRecruiter to try it for free. It's got to use this site, though, okay? So they know you saw it here. ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash Mac break zip recruiter dot com slash Mac break M-A-C-B-R-E-A-K. You know, Mac, the show, the name of the, you know, zip recruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we love these guys. They've been very, very helpful for us uh, when we are down a person. Alex Lindsay, I rarely start with you because I know how expensive your picks of the week are, but this time it's it's inexpensive. Inexpensive. It's just a little something that that um, I have to admit I didn't really had not researched in the past, and I got finally came to the end of something. And, and when, of course, I told Kevin in our office, he was like, "Yeah, we have like five of those." Like, yeah, they already <laughs> didn't know that it. we didn't have them. So I just want to make sure no one else is embarrassed by the situation. So I have a thing about mics that I hate mic threading. So I hate the fact that they made it really fine. It's like a skill test when you do the mics. You screw it on, and if you get it wrong, you're going to strip that the 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 mic threading out, which drives me crazy. And I have to put mics on a lot. And I got I found it to be frustrating. And I found these. I bought a couple different ones, and I found the one that I like the most is made by Framework Gator Frameworks. And all it is is a quick release that just pulls oh, out. Oh, we need those. A little, so you put. So you don't you have to screw the this, mic. Stand, you can buy these stand. separately. Yeah. You, can you buy do lots it, of these it things once. for your mics. So yeah. you put them all into the mics once, right? And then you have this, this you put on your stand, and all you have to do is pull it down and let it go. <laughs> and it now is locked in, and there's no more wrapping it around. And it's 25 bucks for the set. You can, of course, buy these in sets of three. You can buy these little the little mic inserts for a, for a lot. And I just... I just start putting them on everything. Like I'm just like I'm just going to put these on everything, so I never have to to add a uh, to screw John, in a would mic you rather again. have this than a new Mac Mini? <laughs> no. They're not as expensive. <laughs> no, he says we don't need him. He doesn't need him. He's All good right, at screwing. Go. 
He doesn't I don't. ever strip. It's not the mic, it's the mic holder. He's going to bring it. Well, I don't do it to the mics. Oh, I do it to the mic oh, holders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Them, the mic holders. That's the but point. I, yeah, yeah. But, I, but we never but take them off. I'm always putting them on different. See, I, take, take I put them off. on different arms and we put them together. Yeah. And so, and, and I, of course, I told, I was really excited about it. And I told somebody that does like live, live events and they're looking at, like, yeah, that's what we use for. John's mad at me because I, I would dare to suggest we'd get this instead of a Mac Mini. No, we're going to anyway. get you your Mac Mini. Don't worry. But this looks good. Great Gator Frameworks microphone quick. Clip quick release stand attachment on Amazon. Just, 24 bucks for one. But get a five pack. So, it's only forty two twenty nine. Yeah. So if you're, it, it's an AV. Oh, I it's see. That's a, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but it, it, it is a, and then you got that's these. you can put them all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So got it. it just makes life a lot easier. If, if you're, I have a lot of mics and a lot of stands. And when you're going between them all, it's, it's, it's nice. That's all I guess. Get three for the price of two. Exactly. Mr. Uh, Andy Hanatko, what's your pick of the week here? Uh, mine is a very esoteric text editor. We've talked so many times about uh, how many how many other people on this panel love BB Edit because um, how many of us have a use for a plain text editor without any formatting? Just give me text. Let me save it as a text file. Um, I found a text editor finally for iOS and for my iPad that kind of fits the bill. It's called RuneStone uh, by Simon Stovering. And it is exactly what you would want if you are into this kind of a text editor. Uh, it is just a plain text editor, but with a very, very good iPad OS interface. And uh, the it's you could tell that it was a developer who wrote this to solve problems. It looks on just an like iPad my because, Emacs interface. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. You you launch it. You, you launch it, and you get, uh, the first time I launched it, I got a little bit confused because like I didn't see like oh here's a blank document here's a no it gives you it basically opens into the files app to give you a picker because it assumes that you're going to want to edit some code or edit a file that you've put on the iPad somewhere. Of course, you can create new new documents, but that's where you start with. And the fact that it needs to, it lets you figure out, lets you determine what kind of text file do you want to create? Like, what the, is it going to be Unix line breaks? Is it going to be Mac line breaks? Uh, the For free, it's a basic text editor uh, for the paltry sum of 10 bucks. It will give you things like, uh, like uh, you, the stuff you need for uh, like uh, syntax highlighting, uh, 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 closed, basically controlling uh, your open and close brackets and and stuff like that. Uh, and it's I like I, it's the sort of thing that I definitely am going to keep it on my iPad because the number of times where all I got to do is I got to change one line in this text file that's on this device and that will like actually fix the problem for me or that will enable this thing and I can't do it because I've got my iPad and every single text editor assumes that oh by text editor you just mean an unfor unformatted word processing document no I mean a text editor let me actually control like what this file is and how another app is going to see it uh, and I also really really like the way uh, the way that they built it uh, it's also built on a uh, uh, on a uh, framework called these calling uh, RuneStone which is again basic text editor editing for iOS and uh, iPad OS uh, so it's I think for 10 bucks, I feel like I'm supporting someone who's doing something really, really cool and bringing something to the iPad that I personally haven't really seen before. Simon is the developer of Scriptable, which is an app that I've talked about for a while now. Yep. And, and, and RuneStone is literally, he decided to redo Scriptable's text editor. And it's a JavaScript-based <laughs> development environment. And then, then he did the thing, which is like, I'm going to make this a product that I'm going to make available for free within app purchase, and I'm going to open source it. And that's the beauty of it. So there are actually a <laughs> bunch of other apps that are starting to come out for iOS where they've thrown away their uh, code editor and replaced it with the RuneStone framework because it's better. It's great. Mm. That's very cool. 
I wonder if it supports Lisp. Anyway, uh, nobody Maybe. has. Yet, kind, he seems young. He might not know. Might about not know Lisp, what that but, is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding. I'm, I'm holding wait, on for APL. I'm Thank waiting for somebody to, to pour Emacs to the iPad. <laughs> then, then you'll know it's 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 made the big time. Mister Jason Snell, what's your pick of the week? You know, I sit on these podcasts, and I, you you probably know this, Leo. You can't remember like what podcast did I say that on? I know I said that somewhere. Oh, was it in a conversation time. with friends? <laughs> was it on a podcast? And I decided one of my I'm not sure it was a New Year's resolution, but something I decided I wanted to do this year was have a little bit of a record of the stuff that I've said on some of my podcasts, so that I could refer to it later instead of being like I don't know. I think I talked about it, and I decided to look into Whisper, the open AI framework that allows you to generate text out of audio files anywhere and so i first downloaded their python based version which is great it, it, the quality of the transcript based on the mp3 file you feed it is remarkable but in python it's actually incredibly slow it takes like five hours to do an hour of audio <laughs> but then i went to the website for whisper.app which is or whisper.cpp which is uh, a guy compiled it using c and that one is basically one-to-one. So you can do an hour-long podcast in an hour and get a great transcript out of it. And it'll come out as a plain text. You can get it as a subtitles file. Um, and and that is. And then I found out you could tweak it so that you can actually use all the cores on my Mac Studio. And then I can, I can do about two-to-one now where I can get do a two-hour podcast in about 45 minutes. Uh, so I'm, I'm well on my way to transcribing my past podcast so I know what the heck I said when somebody asked me, did you ever say this? Uh, which is great. And then um, there's a guy who's just came out, just come up with an app called Mac Whisper, which is really just a UI wet wrapper on the C library. And I think there will be many more of these. But really what I wanted to just say is that the Whisper framework is so good. It doesn't identify different speakers' voices right now. So it's all sort of in one list. But the quality of the transcript, it's not perfect, but it is the best by far that I've seen. You can run it on your Mac and it's a reasonable amount of time. That's kind of amazing. If you're if you're capable at all with the command line, getting the C interface and and uh, installing that, it's a couple of command line commands, and then you can kind of go to town with it. It also makes me feel like we are we are definitely a year or two away from having auto generated podcast exactly. transcripts that are completely readable yeah. Yeah. and that identify the name of each speaker and are yeah. and and that will be great for accessibility. But we're we're close because this. The quality of this transcript and the fact that I can just run it on my Mac and my Mac is more than capable of doing it says, we're, you know, it's we're almost there. We're is right it, around the corner. Is it like uh, Stable Diffusion and other AI tools where you download mo- models? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they have multiple models. The one I use is the highest quality of the me- of the English only models, which is called Medium. The, sl- the small model isn't that great. The Medium model is a lot slower, but it's way better. And then they've got a high quality model that's also trained on a bunch of different languages. And one of the command line flags, I thought this was really great. If you are not comfortable listening to a podcast because it's not in your uh, best language, there's a command line flag. You you feed it something in a different language and say, while you're there, translate it into oh, my nice. language. Wow. And it'll do that too, which is pretty we, amazing. We are so we are just right on the bottom of the hockey stick. This is all about yeah. to transform, yeah. I think. I mean it's amazing. So yeah. a year from now. It'll just be a button, you know, or something. It's just amazing. Yeah, and, and 
I'm surprised Google hasn't done this yet, but I do think we are very, very close to the ability to, to like everything that's in the podcast world will be indexed somewhere yeah. and yeah. you can find that stuff. And I guess that means that if we said something dumb four years ago, we're not going to be able to hide. <laughs> but but the benefits of having that available so people can say, hey, hey, Jason, when did you recommend that thing? If you don't have a, yeah. a site like MBW Picks, uh, you can still find stuff that I said three years ago if you want to. And I think that's all for the all for the good. Yeah, yeah, this is quite amazing. Yeah, OpenAI, uh, of course, they're the folks who do ChatGPT and mm-hmm. uh, Dolly too, and they were founded by Elon Musk. And Microsoft just put another—it's rumored ten billion dollars into it. They're going to fold it into Office, and and the point of it was to do uh, AI development in the in the open, in the pu- in public, as opposed to do it secretly behind doors at Google or Apple or Microsoft or elsewhere. And I think that's a very laudable. Yeah goal but also notice how much faster it's happening right uh and i think having these be open source and having people contribute to it and try it and has made well, a huge apple's, difference apple's building in the neural engine like uh, this mac studio i've got has got a what 8 10 12 core neural engine yeah. too and this c this c build doesn't even use that right and it's not using the gpu it's just using the cpu oh, so that's we've yeah, also seen that yeah. apple apple is now embracing these ai models and trying to because it's an advantage for Apple because they've got that neural engine on their hardware yeah. that does this stuff really fast. So I think that that's going to be a, a next step too, is that we're going to see the next version of this. Somebody's going to do a build of this that really can floor it on Apple hardware. And yeah. I can't wait to see that. It should too. be much faster than real time. You should be able to, yeah. you know, scan an hour in a minute or two. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be really exciting to see when you look at what we talked about last week, which was the, um, the movement of being able to take almost any book and turn it into a reasonably good thing to listen to. And then you look at this being able to translate into lots of languages, the amount of knowledge going back and forth is going to explode, you know, and it's just going to be really interesting. We're at a Cambrian explosion point. I really feel that. Uh, And five or 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, well, you know, wow, remember we didn't have AI? You know, it'd be like saying, remember when we didn't have shoes? (laughs) (laughs) Remember at the time before the wheel was invented? What a, what a time. Hmm? Not only that, but it's, it's just technology. This specific thing is technology at its best, where take something that was available to people with resources and power, the, like the, the Daily Show and the other shows like that, they don't, they used to have at the very beginning people watching literally oh, yeah. every single That's hour. That's how they did it. Every single yeah. the now, they, now they have, now they subscribe to ex- expensive services that will basically b- look at keywords that are spoken during the stuff. And that's how they harvest their, their clips from. Now, when you say that, no, now anybody who's doing YouTube, anybody who's doing any sort of reporting can simply say, look, I want, here is, here is the past two days of, of Senate testimony on XYZ or here is here, uh, more, more, more appropriate local government, which doesn't provide like transcripts necessarily of every single board meeting here, but they might live stream it. Right. Great. Let me, let me just basically archive every single one of these ever done so that if I want to find out what's being discussed, I don't have to sit through three hours worth of consumer. Well, and then you feed it to, to chat GPT. And you say, "Tell me the five things that happened that I need to know about." I right, mean, it, summarize the, this. We're yeah. gonna get, we're gonna get more and more and more as the, the pile-on effect. Transcripts are just the beginning. That's just getting it into a yep. form that the computer can then chew on. I mean, we're we're in a brave so new world, you know. Yeah. So so long so long as CompuServe forum traffic is still in the land of ghosts <laughs> and winds, I'm happy about all of this. You know, Google already archived all of Usenet posts from Uh-oh. when I was in college. So Uh-oh. you know, we're doomed. It's over. Uh-oh. 
Oh, those flame wars live on, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Snell, follow him at sixcolors.com. If you go to sixcolors.com slash Jason, you'll see a, a really rather long list of all the things he does. It's amazing he finds time to be with us at all. Got to keep the lights on, Leo. Got to keep yet, the lights on. <laughs> he still has time to be in a curling league. So I, I admire that. I admire that. I, yeah. In fact, let's let's make that my uh, my uh, plug of the day, right? How about that? The curling, Oakland, Oakland Curling League. <laughs> the the San Francisco Bay Curling. If you're in the Bay Area, you can go out. Curling is a really fun sport. Uh, it doesn't require you to be athletic at all. I do it. Uh, it's BayAreaCurling.com. They have a brand new facility Are you dedicated a ice in Oakland. Or a pusher? What do you What do you do? Uh, we do, you do all of it. You do all of it, right? You throw the rocks ah. down and then you sweep and then you, and the whole thing, it's a lot of fun. They have learn to curls. You can come out and check it out. Uh, and if you are in another region that has a, de- especially a dedicated, but any curling club, it's a lot of fun. It's like, you know, it's kind of like bowling mixed with chess. It's a, uh, it's strategy and also physical. It's, uh, I think it's actually a really good nerd sport and, uh, you should, ch- and it, again, it does not require you to be in tip top aerobic, uh, shape, which is, Nice. I'd so, like it better it if it weren't on ice. Can we do? Can we have curling on, <laughs> no, on grass? But, but you don't put on skates or anything. You just wear your sneakers, basically. Or if so you, you have it, special it's, curling it's okay. shoes. I know there. Uh, I have special curling yeah, shoes, okay. but you don't need to have them. You <laughs> okay. don't have to have them. <laughs> I, I like think, croquet. Yeah, yeah. Can croquet take off sometime soon? Because that's there the same go. as curling. It's all yes, but the, it's on the sport grass. of the masses. Croquet. <laughs> all you, all you, all anybody with a well-blocked straw boater is welcome on any croquet pitch. That's, want, that's what I like. I, want, I would say I feel I feel like curling and croquet are are, are sibling sports. I mean, they're they're, they're related. They're nerdy. They're not, no, it's more uh, curling is a little more like a bocce, I would say, or maybe shuffleboard. Uh, it's the idea of getting yeah, I understand. You know, the, the, the ones that are closest but to the target. Obviously, you've never really played a lot of croquet. There's a considerable amount of that in croquet, <laughs> except you have mallets. So I and instead of brooms, I just feel there like are no, there are no hoops to go through in curling, although that would be something if there were. <laughs> there should be curling hoops. Let's invent them. Uh, BayAreaCurling.com. <laughs> To, yep, check it out. To, That's my uh, other pick of the week, I guess. Something. Slide I don't know. into your new obsession. It's awesome. I, it's a I lot of fun. I was looking forward to getting into pickleball, but maybe, you know, uh, maybe curling is, <laughs> is in my future. Uh, Jason, you need, you, you need to answer the question that everybody wants to know before they're, they'll even investigate this. Are you allowed to drink? While doing it, oh! God, in yes. fact, usually you're encouraged to. <laughs> oh, there and you go. In, okay, it, it it's is the national curling, sport of Canada. Okay. Do you need curling's to know anything can- else? It, yeah, it was invented in Scotland, but it's the national sport of Canada, and so drinking is involved in large parts of it. The most important rule of curling, of all the rules of curling, is winner buys. <laughs> uh, say no more. Say no more. A wink is as good a nod to a blind man. Nudge, nudge. Thank you, Jason Snell, Andy Anako. Tell us about. GBH, they dropped the W. Exactly. Well, again, we're, we're increasing our bandwidth by twenty five by twenty five percent by dropping that unnecessary W. It's also think about the number of syllables in the W. It's a crazy. And it's a single are, letter. Very much, and it has what? What double U? It has three syllables for one letter. Okay, but also alphabetically, that puts us, that used to put us at the very, very end of the list. With G, like we're not being cheeky and making us like a GBH. We're just because we're the GBH. Yeah, just exactly. The GBH. Uh, Yeah. 
Uh, I am off this week, uh, but if you, I'm gone next Friday at uh, 1230, actually at the Boston Public Library at the studios there. So you can show up in person. You can. Uh, you can uh, live stream it at WGBHnews.org, w- uh, listen to it later on WGBHnews.org, or go to the WGBH News uh, uh, channel on YouTube and watch it live. Or Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I started in radio on the East Coast, and it made me really mad that I had to learn how to say W quickly and proficiently. <laughs> w, K is so much better. Alex Lindsay of OfficeHours.Global. Hello. What's coming we had up? Renee on yesterday. Oh, nice. So yesterday morning we had our second hour. Renee came on and he dropped the heavy detail of how YouTube works. <laughs> so like Ooh. it was so it was just a bunch of Q&A. So he came on as a, his official capacity and uh, as the as the liaison, as the creator liaison. Nice. And we just peppered him. We did what we do in office hours, which is what we uh, we peppered him with questions and Renee answered them the way you would expect Renee to answer them, which is highly detailed <laughs> at high velocity. Uh, it's probably the most dense description of things you need to know about being a YouTube creator that I've ever seen. So, Oh, that's great. Everybody should watch it. And of course you do put it on YouTube. So I'm sure everybody will. It's all there. Yeah. Today today you talked about about, uh, pencils, video pencil, video pencil. Um, So that's the, that is a drawing, um, a drawing app on the iPad so that it does NDI back and forth and you can, you can draw on just about anything. A telestrator, if you will. Is that what you I wonder where they got that idea. Yeah. I don't use video pencil right now because the way my system is set up, it's set up a different way than the way it's designed to work. But, uh, um, but I, I am looking at it and trying nice. to figure out how to integrate it. So he, so Michael uh, came on. John Tatulis, who is one of the founders of Sound Devices, is going to be on tomorrow. <gasps> so we're pretty excited to have oh John boy. on. And then, and then we've got uh, we're talking about CES on Thursday. We decided to let the dust settle on CES yeah, and all the smart. other announcements come out. So so Thursday we're going to talk about CES, and then Friday we've got Andy Carluccio and the whole oh. uh, the, the events team our, coming on. So Jonathan and Sam. Oh yeah, he's going to come on and answer questions. They're just it's just there's nothing new. Just they they come on about once a month to answer questions. So, so we have a whole bunch of questions for them, and and uh, we'll uh, that's what we do. We, we ask a lot of questions. So, so anyway, that's the that's the week. It's not just them. You too can join in with the questions. Go to officehours.global, click the join us button, and you can find out how you can be part of the office hours crew. You can always watch it on YouTube without uh, participating, but I think being able to ask questions is very cool. And if your question is how do I get this guy Alex Lindsay working on my next event? Well, there's an easy answer. 090.media. That's his day job. And uh, he is available anytime as long as it's in the day or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. As long as it's after office hours. Hey, everybody. Leo Laporte here. I am the founder and one of the hosts at the Twit Podcast Network. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we do here at Twit because I think it's unique. And I think for anybody who is. Uh, bringing a product or a service to a tech audience, you need to know about what we do here at Twit. We've built an amazing audience of engaged, intelligent, affluent listeners who listen to us and trust us when we recommend a product. Our mission statement as Twit is to build a highly engaged community of tech enthusiasts. Boy, already you should be your ears should be perking up at that because highly engaged is good for you. Tech enthusiasts, if that's who you're looking for, this is the place. We do it by offering them the knowledge they need to understand and use technology in today's world. And I hear from our audience all the time, part of that knowledge comes from our advertisers. We are very careful. We pick advertisers 
with great products, great services, with integrity, and introduce them to our audience with authenticity uh, and genuine enthusiasm. And that makes our host red ads different from anything else you can buy. We are literally bringing you to the attention of our audience and giving you a big, fat endorsement. We like to create partnerships with trusted brands, brands who are in it for the long run, long-term partners that want to grow with us. And we have so many great success stories. Tim Broom, who founded IT Pro TV in 2013, started advertising with us on day one, has been with us ever since. He said, quote, we would not be where we are today without the Twit Network. I think the proof is in the pudding. Advertisers like IT Pro TV and Audible that have been with us for more than 10 years, they stick around because their ads work. And honestly, isn't that why you're buying advertising? You get a lot with Twit. We have a very full-service attitude. We almost think of it as kind of artisanal uh, advertising, boutique advertising. You'll get a full-service continuity team. People who are on the phone with you, who are in touch with you, who support you from with everything from copywriting to graphic design. So you are not alone in this. We embed our ads into the shows. They're not... They're not added later. They're part of the shows. In fact, often they're such a part of our shows that our other hosts will chime in on the ad saying, yeah, I love that. Or just the other day, one of our hosts said, man, I really got to buy that. (laughs) That's an additional benefit to you because you're hearing people, our audience trusts saying, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, We deliver, always over deliver on impressions. So you know you're going to get the impressions you expect. The ads are unique every time. We don't pre-record them and roll them in. We are genuinely doing those ads in the middle of the show. Uh, We'll give you great onboarding services. Ad tech with pod sites that's free for direct clients. Gives you a lot of reporting. Gives you a great idea of how well your ads are working. You'll get courtesy commercials. You actually can take our ads and share them across social media and landing pages. That really extends the reach. There are other free goodies, too, including mentions in our weekly newsletter that's sent to thousands of fans, engaged fans who really want to see this stuff. We give you bonus ads and social media promotion, too. So if you want to be a long-term partner, introduce your product to a savvy engaged tech audience visit twit.tv slash advertise check out those testimonials mark mccrary is the ceo of authentic you probably know him one of the biggest uh, original podcast advertising companies we've been with him for 16 years mark said the feedback from many advertisers over 16 years across a range of product categories everything from razors to computers is that if ads and podcasts are going to work for a brand They're going to work on Twitch shows. I'm very proud of what we do because it's honest, it's got integrity, it's authentic, and it really is a great introduction to our audience of your brand. Our listeners are smart, they're engaged, they're tech savvy, they're dedicated to our network. And that's one of the reasons we only work with high integrity partners that we've personally and thoroughly vetted. I have absolute approval on everybody. If you've got a great product, I want to hear from you. Elevate your brand by reaching out today at advertise at twit.tv. Break out of the advertising norm. Grow your brand with host red ads on twit.tv. Visit twit.tv slash advertise for more details. Or you can email us advertise at twit.tv if you're ready to launch your campaign now. I can't wait to see your product. So give us a ring.
Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jason. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for being here. Thanks to our Club Twit members who make our shows possible. They're $7 a a month. Facilitates a whole bunch of cool stuff. You get all the shows ad-free because you're giving us money. We don't need to show you ads. You also get shows we never put out anywhere else on the Twit Plus feed like Hands on Macintosh, Hands on Windows, the Untitled Linux show, Stacey's Book Club last week. Next week, it's Inside Twit with Lisa and me talking about what's going on inside Twit. That's January. That's women. That's this week. That's th- that's th- that's Thursday. Next week it's Win to Dow, or in a couple of weeks, of all about Android. Daniel Suarez will be joining us to talk about his new book. The author of Freedom, uh, TM, and Demon has a new book, Critical Mass, coming out this next month, and he'll be joining us February tenth for a club only Q and A. We'll later put that out on a triangulation. Don't worry. But uh, but if you want to ask Daniel a question or talk about his other books, you can do that. It's one of the many things we do inside the club. And, of course, the Discord, too, is a lot of fun place to discuss the shows as they're on the air. <laughs> Says Fonzie. But, <laughs> but, but, but also, uh, any other topic, uh, I hang out in the coding topic. We have our own Minecraft servers, which are back up, by the way. Uh, I apologize. I didn't realize they were down, but they're up now in the Let's Play. There's a lot of stuff going on. All you have to do is go to twit.tv slash club twit. Sign up today. We would love to have you in the club, and it does help us generate new programming. That's where This Week in Space came from. Uh, And also keep the lights on, which is always a good thing. Uh, Thank you all for being here. We do the uh, show every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's 1900 UTC. There's a live stream that's going 24-7, but it's not reruns during this time because it's brand new Mac Break Weeklies. That's at live.twit.tv. There's live video and live audio there. If you're watching live, chat with us, either in the Club Twit Discord or in our IRC, open to all. After the fact, on-demand versions of the show available at twit.tv slash mbw. And if you're watching after the fact, there are also after the fact discussion zones not just the club twit discords but also we have a twit forum at twit.community that's open to all and our twit mastodon instance which is quite popular at twit.social both of those are open to all though thank you club members for uh, for subsidizing those you can also you know subscribe in fact that's probably the best way to get the show if you just go to your favorite podcast player and say i want to hear mac break weekly the minute it's available it'll download it for you automatically and uh, we will see you then next week. But now I'm afraid it's time to get back to work because break time is over. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, I'm Ant Pruitt. I have a question for you. How do you think your hardworking team with a Club Twit corporate subscription plan, of course, show your appreciation and reward your tech team with a subscription to Club Twit. Keep everyone informed and entertained with podcasts covering the latest in tech. With the Club Twit subscription, they get access to all of our podcasts ad free and they also get access to our members only discord uh, access to exclusive outtakes and behind the scenes footage and special content like the fireside chats that I enjoy hosting plus they also get shows like hands on Mac hands on windows and the untitled Linux show so go to twit.tv slash club twit and look for corporate plans for complete details